BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Jordan Grace and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, bang Hey folks, welcome to One Nation Radio I am James Borden, who may have Rich Lotta What's going on man? Not much, man. Just was um, just getting back home yesterday. Was out of town uh, celebrating my two year anniversary. Uh, went to uh, Magic Kingdom. Um, I'm not really someone that really knows much about the Disney characters and uh, all that stuff. So um, I know about like, you know, Mickey Mouse and like Toy Story. That's, that's pretty much about it uh, for me. But, um, you know, I rode Space Mountain. You know, I went to go see Ric Flair. You know, um, and <laughs> rode all the rides. Uh, it, was, it was a good weekend. Had a lot of fun with uh, with, with my wife, Catherine, and um, you know, came back yesterday, and um, you know, just tried to you know squeeze in as much viewing as I could of uh, professional wrestling. Uh, I was following along Saturday night when we were um, we were waiting in the line somewhere in, or- in Orlando. We were going into a, a bar and. Uh, I was hearing extreme rules was just like this. It was, it was a lot of good jokes being made in the group chat. So I was following along. Yeah. Josh, Josh was hyping us up. This is like one of the worst, like WWE pay-per-views of all time. And then like I watched and I was disappointed that it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, why would he lie like this? This is like, this is even like the worst pay-per-view. This is perfectly fine. Like, I 
obviously there's some things that they do and that's what they do, but like but the standard of a WWE pay-per-view, PLE, whatever you want to call it, like it was it was fine. Like I've seen like <laughs> Battleground 2017 and shit. This was not that yeah. but Hell yeah. in the Cell 2019, not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Like what they call it? Speaking when people that, are like so so Jesus. far different in uh in like how you can evaluate or measure something like Standard deviations of difference of of quality. Like this show is fine, if you will. Those shows were like, bro, like send those, send like burn the tapes. Don't yeah, allow no one to see those. Like let's pretend it's like Seth Rollins didn't have his career as a as a main eventer destroyed forever. And like look, you know he's you know he's in the main event losing every single time. Like, what's the last main event match he main event main event pay per view match he's won? Has he has I, he done it since then? I couldn't tell you, sir. Yeah, yeah. So, um, man, uh, but yeah, like it, it was a, it was some good laughs to be had at the time, and I was like, man, uh, you know, coming off of having that like half week binge watch of the G one that was in the middle of the Grand Prix, and like the the like the release and like the of like finishing the Grand Prix um, last weekend. And then coming in this weekend and be like, okay, there's uh, there's some New Japan to catch up on. There is AEW that, like, with me, like, Rampages have stacked up on me. Uh, and then I did not watch, because I ended up being, like, five minutes late uh, to, like, check in on Don, watching Down My Live. I elected to skip and watch it later. Never got around to it. And, and then, like, and then, like, uh, probably like seven thirty on Saturday. I remembered like, oh shit! Extreme Rules is tonight, and Tokyo Joshi Pro Show is this is in the next morning. I don't want to watch no fucking WWE pay per view right now. And it, and it was it, it wasn't about actually it wasn't even about the WWE pay per view. It was like I'm already stacked up behind paper stuff. I got to catch up on New Japan for uh, for uh, uh, tomorrow's. Uh, show for keeping a strong style that I'm doing with Josh because Jeremy's gonna be out, and I was like, "Hey, um, this is a lot of wrestling, and like, I don't really want to watch it." And but like, you know, it turned into like, if I if I don't watch it today, I'm gonna have to watch tomorrow, and then I'm gonna have to watch even more, you know, to catch up because it's, it's like two three days worth of wrestling to watch. But like, um, yeah, so I ended up watching it yesterday, and I was like, I was pleasantly surprised that like it was not you know, all time awful. Like Josh kind of helped me out by saying, by just being wrong and saying it was all time awful. So I appreciate Josh and I can't wait to talk to him about that tomorrow. But uh, yeah, uh, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? We got to talk about uh, the breaking news that just happened minutes before we went on air. Um, The Good Brothers just showed back up on Monday Night Raw to assist AJ Styles. Uh, Of course, he's been um, dealing with the Judgment Day faction. Um, In... Carl Anderson is there. Carl Anderson is the current never open weight championship uh, holder. Uh, he has defended the belt once, I believe, in like four months and uh, against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Ironically, he beat him. And I believe he yeah, did like not look ago. great in that match from uh, all the reviews that I heard on it. Um, so, of course, the Good Brothers have bounced around Impact and, you know, had a you know, had a little run in AEW. They've gone to New Japan, uh, picked up titles, uh, lost them, and, and done interviews um, talking about, you know, mailing it in in Impact, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, these guys 
of course, were like, um, or Anderson Gallows really doesn't say much, but Anderson uh, was on Twitter one time getting himself uh, in hot water with the WWE fans where he was talking about his time there. Of course, he talked about that uh, that one time where Triple H or a lot of people brought this up. And uh, he exposed Triple H's negotiation tactics where he talked about, you know, I think of your families and, you know, and all this stuff. And what if AEW isn't there? And um, and, he, and if I remember correctly, he was also like one of the few people that dared say anything that like their mental health concern is bullshit. N- no, I was going to say he was like one of the few people that said anything like in regards to alluding to like, you know, being on that tarmac forever um, in oh, Saudi yeah. Arabia. He's one of the yeah. few people. Yeah. So, um, you know, the the thing about the Good Brothers is they've always kind of been upfront with this stuff. Like as far as like they in it for the check, and we've all, we've noted for years on this show how they have picked uh, the best set of friends in wrestling, uh, and they have literally just bouncing between them all like a square at this point. Um, and at this point, he Carl Anderson's a never open weight champion. Uh, that's the fourth bell of New Japan. Ironically, uh, this comes the same day that New Japan debuted a new championship, uh, which is kind of like their, uh, they, they wanted to fo- focus on the youth. Uh, they said it's going to be like a higher pace belt. I think um, it's going to be like the New Japan World Championship. Uh, they unveiled it today. And, um, you know, you got to wonder on the time of this thing, did New Japan, you know, catch wind of uh, this thing has happened? Is, is the Never Belt going to disappear into the ether? Um, it, it, is Carl Anderson sending that shit back into FedEx? But uh, I don't know. You got to look at New Japan, like strapping up this guy with uh, without his name on a contract. You know, I, I don't know. Um, New Japan's got a lot going on as they get ready for Wrestle Kingdom. They've got press conferences coming. So I'm sure there's going to be some type of address with this this never open way title. But on his face, this is just um, uh, this this is this ensures that Gallows and Anderson will be nominated for Jeff Jarrett for National of the Year. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you try to get them uh, nominated last year? And I was like, no, man, fuck them. Like, I'm, I'm just tired. They won't of- stop. They're determined. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember uh, Nas on the, on the Untitled album that like he wanted to call a nigger, but like yes. it, yeah, and, and then like in one of the skits, uh, was it Lost Poets? At the end of it, he was like, "Niggas are like roaches." Yes, like bro, <laughs> Gallows and Anderson are like fucking roaches. They will not die out and go away and fade off into the sunset. They will continue to fester and crawl and latch on forever. And, and look at it. And look at it. Look, bro. You know how people used to always talk about certain people. And look, before. and I don't think this is a situation where they are crawling back to WWE. I don't think either. so either. Like this is WWE. Like, what? What? What if? What if they get? Want to come what, back? What if they get their Shawn Michaels money back? What if they get their Shawn Michaels? Their Shawn Michaels. They might back? have. So that's why I'm. That's right. So, um, the the thing for me is like, it was funny in like the '90s and the 2000s. How like we used to talk about people's homeboys and the, and the cronyism of that, and like we say like this person got signed just to be this person's, you know, um, handler, handler, drug holder, what have you, right? Drinking buddy, whatever. And like you think of it now, and it's like you mean to tell me that Gallows and Anderson has been a, been around the world and back again times f- times twenty, right? Off the strength of think think about it, AJ Styles. In the Young Bucks, 
right? So not even being like they're drug holders. They're energy drink holders. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) This is ridiculous. All-time great workers. Um, And we talk about wrestlers being professional liars and, um, you know, finding the best uh, situations for their talents. These guys got to be Hall of Famers in that in that regard. Like this, they they would have been they would have eaten during the territorial area era of wrestling. They would have just bounced from place to place. They'd have bounced from Memphis to fucking mid south to, <laughs> to everywhere on the road, the West Coast, uh, AWA, all the way so they got to the show, brother. Like and you know. Carolina, Mid Atlantic, Georgia, Florida—they'd—they'd hit them all for for, for a lick. Um, and is I, I, you know, ironically, it kind of ties into uh, some other news um, with with John Moxley. Um, John Moxley resigned for five years with AEW, and he was working without a contract for I don't know how long at this point. Had to have been a bit of a minute. Um, yeah. I, I, I think I heard something about Meltzer saying that like they extended his deals once once he went into rehab or whatever else, but um, that's like about twelve weeks. But you know, he signed about around the time like right before um, Double or Nothing two thousand nineteen. So that was May. Um, you know, doing the math, like he had been out his deal for a minute um, and working through, it. and you know, that wasn't out there. We didn't know that. I didn't, I never really thought of it. I just I just remember they like, oh yeah, he signed three year deals, and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of like you know, WWE pro WWE fans like throwing these hints of the Shield reunion or whatever else, and it's like a lot of fan fiction, a lot of fantasy going and, on. And, and look, John Moxley has showed improved, and like if I and even look, and regardless of what how they treated him. Their fandom believed in John Mo- or sorry Dean Ambrose, right? So you know I don't I don't knock him, I don't blame him, whatever else, right? So like Vince not believing him, that's his fucking fault, right? WWE fans believed in John Mox, I said doing it, Dean Ambrose, John Mox, Jonathan Good, whatever. So whatever. So you know that actually was a reason to have some enthusiasm, um, but it didn't happen, and like he signed a five year deal. I mean, five years at his age, that could be his last deal. We don't know. He could, you know, he could, uh, then again, he could wrestle forever like like Terry fucking Funk, right? But, um, yeah. It's going to take him into his 40s. Right, right, right. That's why I said that, like, it it could be his last deal or it could be, like, (laughs) the first deal, the the first deal before he signs off for the 20th, like, he's fucking Magic Johnson or Bray Hart. But, uh, but yeah, so so you think about like the the dynamics with one guy, like New Japan didn't have Carl uh, Anderson on on any type of paper, and you know he was like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here. I'm going to get whatever." Uh, Moxley, uh, kind of a different uh, guy in that regards, didn't want to necessarily use his. Uh, he didn't want to pit WWE and AEW against each other. He just kind of wanted to uh, settle it. But you know, yeah. think about both guys with titles that could have shown up. Uh, you know, in WWE or anywhere else, and that's like that's good. There was almost a, a big situation that happened because, uh, like, think about it. He could have showed up to Extreme Rules or some shit as the AEW champion. You know, I don't know if like that was a um uh. It's crazy a, how like a thing that was avoided. Like it, I, I like you know like I don't know if it would ever got that far because I don't think you know. 
I don't think it was a case where they were worried about losing Mox or anything. Rich. So it it, like it's crazy how like his contract ran out and like he was able he, to get those pitches through. He was able to he was able to do he was able to like still be the champion and like they didn't put bring him on pay per view in like in Cincinnati and then beat him on on a fuck finish. Like it's it's amazing, it's amazing how that how that didn't no. No, you know, no, is incredible, ain't it? It's, you know? I, I was told it like you, you just can't, you just can't do that. You just can't do that, and and you know, and not have to fuck the guy over. It's amazing. Yeah, um, but Carl Anderson, uh, in, in Gallows, man, nasty individuals. But oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Look, yeah, hey, hey, as the great New Jack once said, two less we got to deal with." <laughs> so. Um, um, um it, it was it was interesting to see that like the response was like f- from what I saw I didn't see all of it but like it wasn't exactly like yay we got one when we, Gallows and is coming in it was like it was not like two chains or it, 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 it was one. not it was not like it was not like based on the true story no not at all but it, it was a lot of like oh they're back and I gotta say like yeah, I think y'all are too negative. Y'all need to think of it from the perspective of like um of the the positive side of it, which is like my perspective, which is like they are no longer in New Japan and AEW or Impact or any place I would actually want to watch on a consistent basis. And like for me, like why can't y'all just be happy for me? Because like, right, Anderson is y'all affectionately call him the big dang. <laughs> Big Dangly, you know, end of an era. You know, I don't, I don't know if he's gonna do Big Dangly in WWE. I don't know if the gimmick is, what, is transferable. What is, it, what is it the BTE uh, uh, Anderson gimmick where he's like Sour Boy, Sour Boy, like Sour Boy and Big Dangly? They they back over there, and, and him and a, and them two and AJ Styles can go out there and do their best Steve Austin impersonations and, and have a blast together while while AJ has to carry them. And and that's what AJ wants to do. Happy for him, whatever. I was I was you know like I, I saw people talking about their potential um, Good Brothers uh, versus uh, versus Judgment Day, and I and I had to say like that 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 does not intrigue me in the slightest. Dominic Mysterio, Luke Gallows, who's a worse worker? Man, Dominic Mysterio versus Luke Gallows. Good Jesus! Um, like Gallo's got the experience, but he's like the—he's a sloth. He's the slowest. Like, bro, I, the only person I can think of that moves slower than him right now is Aja Kong. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> but and at least, at least, like people can run into Aja Kong and she can still have good matches. How many good matches you have seen Luke Gallows have by himself? Uh, definitely not one in front of uh, the recently departed Antonio Inoki. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Inoki, he came out and said, nah, hey. get, it, get him the fuck hey. out of here. Cut hey. in the match. As T.I. said, all that tongue wrestling, hating while I'm gone, don't excite me. The, the, the good brothers do not excite me. Not at all, bro. <laughs> who, who are some more wrestlers that um that that Paul Levesque should scoop up to um to relieve us uh, uh, of the of, danger of, of them showing back up in the rest of the wrestling world? Yeah. Oh man. Like, um, I mean, because at this rate, I you know what what Levesque is doing, he's bringing back just the mid on mid on mid, like, uh, and you know, so are we, we gonna on, get to Bray Wyatt? So are we putting on people that like actually 
um, on the radar are people that we just want to see, we just want to see like if we can just we put hope them, they get their big else. Look, we hope these these people that that we would like to see go. We hope they get a, an opportunity, as Vincent Man once said. So, are we talking about people that are actually like soon to be free agents, or like people that are like even buy them out the contracts? I don't give a damn. Ship them out. Which one? Oh, technical difficulties. Which one, Rich? Can you, uh, you can pick. You, yeah, you can pick out the rest of their deals. Oh, I mean, House of Torture. Send them up. Down. Nasco Tora, send them on send down. Send them up. Um, Hyper Masal, send her on down. Uh, uh, I mean, Matt Hardy, send them up. Ooh, ooh. I'm, uh, yeah, Matt Hardy had a lot of times in the last like year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Madison Rain, send her up. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's a. Yeah, she's a coach too. She's a coach. Bad luck Fale, send him up. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yano, get him the fuck y- out of here. Yano, send him up. Go that way. Um, I'm trying to think. Who who in AEW? I mean, I mean, they, Bobby Fish, he, I know you, you know. You're already you know, gone. Yeah, already, already gone. gone. In, in Impact, you know, getting booed in his hometown, apparently. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, um, let's see. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr., send him up, you know. Brian Pillman Jr. I don't. I don't really got beef with him. Uh, he just just done for you. You're over it. Yep. Just. I feel like we would have seen it if, mm. if it was there. Mm. Um, all right. He always got a pretty solid roster. I don't think there's a lot of people just flat out just annoy the hell out of me every time they're on screen. It, it's funny because I'd send the two guys up, but I think people would uh, think I was being too mean uh, to those guys, so I will not send them up. Um, Oh, oh, yeah, Juice. 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 Got to send yeah, him up. Got to send Juice Robinson up. Got to send point. Juice back. Send him back to the, send him back home. I'm coming home. I'm coming <laughs> home. Tell the world that I'm coming home. <laughs> Look, put him in the, put him in the desert in the helicopter with Diddy. <laughs> send, send his ass out of there. <laughs> yeah, man. Um Yeah, but yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at um, on this whole thing. But uh, make sure you guys are oh, downloading before, before we move this. On, yeah. We talk about the, the, the shit. So I remember at a certain point we didn't have a term for this, but uh, like I remember at a certain point you did not like uh, Alex the Kid's production. You remember yes. Alex the Kid, and and like attached with Alex Alex the Kid production for a it's certain a Scholar time, Gray course. The Scholar Gray course. So Scholar Gray. Yes or no? Industry plant. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I don't know what it was, but it was like some A&R, like I was a kid, had got, got like, it was that song, and it was, I think, a bunch of Eminem songs that he, he produced. It was like all around that same, the Eminem Rihanna song, I think, like the Love the Way You Lie stuff. Gotta remember, he, was, also made, he also made Airplanes, both of them for B.O.B. and uh, Haley Williams. Um, he also did, like, um, the Lupe Fiasco... And the Dr. Dre Eminem song, like he was on a lot of stuff. He made he made a few hit records. I I, I dug I dug it sound like especially like the like the um like the the drum stuff he was doing with like uh like real drums and with like heavy on like this um like Tom Tom like pattern stuff. But yeah, but 
you know, obviously you start hearing like uh, you start seeing like, okay, this is the person they're going to right now for whatever reason, and you right. get kind of get sick of it, and like you know, I I don't, I, I don't think you were really into Rihanna at that time either. That might have been no. right before you yeah turned the corner on her. Um, trying to think, anybody else I could send up? Abaddon, send her up. You know, I I, I see y'all Luchadon? getting foolish on the- you, you, yeah. Luchadon ain't, ain't, ain't Turner, ain't, nah. ain't, no? I'm not believing it. I'm not believing it. You know, I, re- I reject the deposit. I, I don't believe it. You know, <laughs> I, I know it was happening there, but no. Um, what if, what, you know, what if, what if she, uh, no, nah, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going <laughs> to do it. I was going to say something crazy to you. Watch I was going to say something crazy to you. What if she come out here and she pulls on a Zoomy against who Tommy when they had their eventual match? Hey, who? <laughs> exactly. Hey, who? I ain't going to do it to you. <laughs> So, make sure you guys are uh, downloading One Nation Radio on the One Nation Radio feed. Uh, we're seeing uh, you guys uh, doing a great job with that so far. Keep doing that. Uh, we would love to uh, have you guys keep downloading that on the individual feed uh, yeah. in addition to uh, you know the normal one. But um, before, before we move before, before since we're, uh, we probably should have did it before we got into the wrestling, but like, so what you got on Draymond Green? Oh God! So, so there, there, there's a parallel situation with Dr- the Draymond Green stuff with Andrade and Sammy Guevara. We'll get to that next. But as far as this uh, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole thing, I had heard the story. I didn't pay much attention to it until the video. All this stuff was going on as Same. I was on my trip, so I was um, kind of like plugged in and out, and ended up seeing the video of it, and I was like. Oh my God! I, w- I was shocked. I was like, th- "What could he have possibly said to him that was that bad that nobody else reacted to?" And he walks up on the guy, um, you know, closed that personal space, and uh, what's his name? Pool like shoves him off of him, and which is Draymond, a natural response, and everybody would do, right? Um, and then Draymond just hauls off haymakers him like. And basically stops him from from crumbling down. And luckily, like, you know, uh, Poole didn't end up injured or anything like that. I saw that. I was just I was heartbroken watching that. I was just like, damn, like and and then like you think about those guys that, you know, they just want a title together. I don't know how necessarily close they are or, or anything like that. But like the whole thing with Draymond is supposed to be his leadership. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's supposed to be, you know, you're the big homie at this point. And I, I imagine Jordan Poole probably was no saint in this situation. He probably, you know, said something to get riled up. I hear he's a he's a talker. We we know the money dynamics that are at play right now with Golden State. And this just struck me as like, wow, this is the disease of more that, that is about to come off come off here. Um and it's coming for the Warriors. And I advise everyone to get ready. And it's like Everyone wants more money, wants more shots. There's three guys they got to resign, and there's mm-hmm. only two of them they really want to resign. Yep. Um, and I, w- I was disappointed in Draymond, and you know, I, I think I, I saw some of the jokes. The jokes were funny and stuff like that. But when you yeah. start thinking about this from a a serious perspective, it was like I don't know. Like if I was on that Warriors team, like I would, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to like deal with Draymond anymore. And I like he he would have instant he would instantly become someone that I would tune out. And 
you're you're talking about his his skill declining. You're talking about him literally fighting for for some type of edge in practice. And I imagine that you know Jordan Poole's not impressed with Draymond at this point. The better player than him at this point. Yep. And yep. it's like this is not Michael Jordan. This is not Steve Kerr. <laughs> we 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 know about guys getting punched and stuff like that, but like the video just changes a lot of it here. Yep. And it was especially just especially like, when like it first came out, like that story, which who who knows where that got planted from, who sent that out to um I think it was Marcus Spears, where it's like there was a physical altercation, Draymond was in the wrong. Uh, but but like the Warriors feel like Jordan Poole has like because he's come about to come up on some money, his attitude has changed, and then you see that video is like, oh yeah. So, um, I'm I'm sorry I'm cutting off your point. Sorry, but um, no. it was it was just weird, man. Like seeing that is like, I we don't know what was said. Who knows what was said? But like without the context of that. It looks like Draymond is like trying to bully the dude, and then like Jordan's pulled stuck up for himself, and like, but he's not trying to fight him. Uh, and I don't know if that, and that's probably a mistake on his part. But like, he ends up getting you know caught, caught lacking, and he drops. And the thing for me that was like noticeable, or the thing that I noticed was like, it's happening. It's the beginning of camp. It's not even like we're in the middle of the season and a dog, you know, you know, you're in the, you know, you're running up that hill and you're just like, there's no end in sight. And you're just waiting to get to the postseason. Like we're at like we're in preseason camp or whatever else, doing preseason games and stuff, and like this is happening, and like they're already like over it with Draymond or or anything involving them arguing because like you see the whole entire team and like the coaches and the staff and they're all just like whatever man like just check up the fucking ball like, like not over reacting over whatever like, whatever was going on that whole day or that led up to it they were already over it the whole rest of the two people aside from Draymond and Poole and then he crashes him and then like there's no urgency to break it up either right which is like oh they're fully just over all of this whatever it is um so I, I found it'd be interesting uh, as far as it being some, like, you know, something that's going to, you know, ruin their season or whatever else, I don't really think so. Um, they're still going to get on the court. They're still going to play. I don't think their chemistry is messed up because of this, because who knows how many times Draymond or any other guys, uh, have gotten into it, um, over the years with, with all that's going on, right? Like Draymond burns hot and he's burned hot, like for over a half a decade at this point. Um, you know, when people are like that in your life personally or, you know, in your job, like you'd learn to either like tune it out eventually. Um, and that's also to the detriment of the Draymond, you know, him getting another contract with them potentially, potentially. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I thought Draymond handled it or, you know, that was the wrong thing to do. Um, I think Poole should have, if he's going to push him off, he needs to, like, be be wary that, like, this fucking guy might also <laughs> steal off on him. Um, but, unfortunately, it didn't happen. I'm just happy that Poole, you know, um, you know, finished practice. He didn't have a broken jaw, nothing crazy. Because um, that was a devastating-looking shot. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think that, We'll see how their season goes. If I was to do a you know preseason pick for who I think is gonna make the finals, I would go with Bucks and Warriors. So um, I don't. I'm not gonna change my mind based off this. 
But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's something to track throughout the year or whatever else. Um, like, if Draymond's going to start, like, you'll see if, like, Draymond acts out as season goes, as he, as it becomes more apparent to him, and, and then more apparent to him, becomes more frustrating to him that he's not going to be in Golden State after this year. Um, and, and apparently, like, you know, it's a whole thing, like, he wants to go to the Lakers. Like, that's what the the rumor Stephen A. Smith is talking about, and mm. he, he knows that's where he kind of wants to land after this thing. So there's mm. a lot hanging over this team. There's been less than this that has jettisoned teammates from it with Draymond. So um, this is this is a bad day for the Draymond Green legacy. Like for like when you know you're talking about like the so? fuzzy. Yeah, this this is bad, bro. Like this is like like. And it's only the video. It's it's the video that 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 does it. Like because we know we've heard about guys fighting in practice and for years and stuff like that. But the video is just like that forces everyone into a position on it, and it's never going away now. Um, and and also, there's this weird thing where it's like, I understand it's a workplace, but it's the same thing. Was kind of like pro wrestling, where it's like it's a sport, but it's also fucking not. It's his own just weird, undefinable thing that like there's nothing, there's no real actual like analog to it that you can really make, and like you know, it's a sport in in any other sport, pretty much. Like people on the same team are going to have disagreements and they're going to throw hands eventually, right? Like, I mean, I played football in high school. Like people had fights. Right, like obviously it was nothing as devastating as this, and also like that's the thing with, with football fighting, right? Like it can't last long because you got pads and a helmet on, or, or you got pads on at the least. You might not have a helmet on, you might get caught lagging, but like, but the thing is, like, it's going to happen in like in the heat of the battle of you are busting your ass to get ready for this season, or you busting your ass in general for practice or whatever else, and this person that like you see every fucking day, and it wears on you, and eventually it might boil over. Like that, that's a, that's a kind of a, a, it's kind of a natural thing if you have any like competitive spirit to you, right? right. Um, <clears throat> if someone's like, you know, getting on your nerves in that way, right? Uh, so like, I don't really hold it as like, oh my God, like, you know, this, this thing's in, irrecoverably broken. Uh, so I, maybe I just, but like you said, it is a very bad video and a lot of people, you know, shit, look how they reacted to the Will Smith Chris Rock thing earlier this year with a slap. Like, this dude got fucking dropped. Like, so, yeah. so like, you know, a lot of people's standards for this thing is a lot different. Um, but for me, I, you know, I kind of see it as, like, Dr- this is, you know, Draymond has fucked up before. Like, when he went back to campus in 2016 and got in a fight with the fucking MSU fo- uh, football players when he was out there putting his meat on the internet. Like, there's a lot of... You know, when he blew us, when he, you know, got on them fucking texts for kicking people in the dick during 2016 playoffs. And then, you know, like, there's a lot of things where, like, his, 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 you know, anger or whatever, passion, whatever the hell you want to call it, has, like, made him look like a bad teammate by, like, him not, like, being able to cool it the fuck out in, you know, at different times. And, you know, like, to be honest, I mean, I, I kind of take you take the good, the bad with him, and he's more valuable than he is negative. And for the net positive of the history, his history with the Warriors. So, like, you know, when you say his legacy, yeah, it definitely is a part of his legacy. It's on his, you know, it's on his resume. But I don't think this is in like the first, you know, paragraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, that kind of rolls over into uh, AEW this week. <laughs> I met LeBron James. <laughs> I'm never going to fail. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Draymond is 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 joint clutch, and you know, holy shit. You know, it, 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 it's been weird with that gentleman ever since. So you know, we didn't LeBron got that mind control over Draymond. You know, we didn't do favorite rap lies. Like that was my that was my rap lie. Uh, that was one of them. Like oh, I met man. I met Kanye West. I'm never going to fail. Good God, that guy. Oh, on this weekend. Oh, 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 oh. Good fucking Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> damn. He's, look. Damn. Look, I got off the Kanye West wagon in 2016. I guess we're going to Kanye now, aren't we? I have not listened to any of this music. Uh, yeah. To, I do I I stay away from the antics. Same. I, do not, I do not engage like Except for the jokes. Media. Except for the jokes. I'm except here for the jokes. jokes. Yeah. So y'all want to make fun of them? Cool. I I'll take those all day, but this um, is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the shirts, the the documentary that he put out, the the tweets, uh, about our uh, Jewish brothers and sisters. Um, no, you, you barking up the wrong tree. It, it don't work that way, Kanye. Yeah, and you know there, I have noticed in my life a blind spot for some. I don't even know if this is a conversation you shouldn't be having, but like I have noticed a blind spot when it comes to um a not insignificant number of black people and when it comes to like insensitivities as far as anti Semitism. Mm-hmm. I'm not going into details, but like it's like uh, these ain't regular white people. They're not like you know me me you talked about this over the years about like you know thinking about like things in terms of intersectionalism and like that's like a just a blind spot there um so so yeah like i i don't know what the fuck he was thinking um i don't know man and like you know every week it's something with him like i i feel like there's a project coming cuz like with um with what was going on earlier in the year with the, the divorce, like him constantly harassing Pete Davidson, um, like in the last month, like there was a situation with him and Gap. There was, or I'm sorry, Gap was before then. There was a situation with Adidas. Now it's this. Now he's running for. Now he wants to run for president again. Uh, now he's talking about Trump again. Now it's and now he's now he's doing now he's doing this bigoted thing. And it's like, I, hey, bro, I um. This was at one point like a person I thought was like the greatest rap artist ever, just based off the strength of his catalog. And, and for me, I thought it wasn't even like a, a up for discussion, regardless of what, how good of a rapper he is or lyricist or the help he's had for people making songs for him or whatever else. What he was putting out from 2004 to 2012 was incredible. So, like. You know, 2016 came around. I was like, "Yeah, I'm off this, man." Like, you know, I, I did like Life of Pablo, but like once he started doing the, you know, like the 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 weird like I care about my masculinity more than my blackness stuff. In 2016, I was like, "All right, I'm off this." And this was like as a rise of like, and it was like MAGA stuff was coming. I was like, "Nah, man, I'm all good. it was like, coming." This yeah. was always where it was going to end up. Like these were like small steps that were happening that I feel like we looked at and were like. No, like right, it was, it was, all the dog whistle stuff was like just like it was all becoming like you know people talk about like the Venn diagram is a circle 
It's like, yep. bro, this this Venn diagram is inching closer and closer and closer, and now it's turning into like, uh, damn, you never saw this, but like there was there was like a a, a Marvel comic book movie event or not movie but event where like they were called incursions, where like different universes, a parallel universe, and like they're based like coming in and like the space of them are like coming into each other and they're going to crash. So like the superheroes or our superheroes had to decide on like, should we blow up the planet on the other universe as the incursions happen so we, we can survive and that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. the, the universe were like all that, all that stuff was just like coming closer and closer and closer and touch each other. And then all was like, you know, incursions will happen. I was like, Hey bro, y'all gotta, um, with Kanye, like this ain't good, bro. And like, you know, every week, as new stuff coming on, my my fucking cousin Alex, who is like a diehard Kanye fan, and y'all all know some some diehard Kanye fans, they fucking annoying, bro. And like, it's always is he's never wrong. He's never wrong. Why? Because he made co- because he made the dropout. Because he made graduation. Because he made Watch the Throne or half Watch the Throne. It is like, hey, I, I get you. I love those albums too. I love Dark Fantasy too. I love Alias of Heartbreak. I love that. I'm sorry. That is no excuse for some of this behavior. And if you want to keep telling me about how lost he is since his, his, uh, his mother has passed, I got to tell let that you. Go. His mother that passed shit, in 2007 <laughs> or 8. It is 2022. This man has kids. This man has a family. This man is this man is rich as fuck now at this point like he is he has ballooned his wealth to a stratosphere that like no one we we, we couldn't even imagine um when his, when his parents died. like he has all the available access to resource and help that he, that he could possibly get he has not gotten it this is just who he is this is what he wants to be and if that's the case let him let him and leave him alone and let him go and that's what i've done and it sucks and like, there's times where I want to throw on, you know, I want to throw on Touch the Sky. Can't do it. Can't do it. It, it like it literally, it literally upsets me uh, thinking about like how much I love that dude's music, and uh, and how much of it was a soundtrack to like my literally like so much of my stuff like life in high school and just after that, and it's gone. It's it's just gone. Right, and it stinks, and like, I, but I'm. That doesn't mean like I'm gonna just go with him just because he gave me that same feeling y'all got. Y'all gotta realize like, this t- is when you pull, you know, pull the par- the plug or the cord on the parachute and be like, I'm out. I'm not. I'm not going to crash and splat on the on the floor, y'all, with, with him. I'm not doing it. I refuse. Um, I, I don't care how inspired I was um, at, at one point and how much I've kind of learned um, from his, uh, you know, his production style, right. and, you know, and his albums and stuff like that. I'm good. I, I, I know what my, um, you know, like w- what I value and also just the the idiocy that's behind all this stuff like it i know right where it comes from uh i actually read um so (laughs) and that and that was the part that's like that was like you know when you hear about the college dropout stuff and then you see like this constant uh, you see this thing of like this keeps happening with people they trip over these certain things and why this keep happening is like and you realize like oh motherfuckers they don't don't read. read That's that's what it comes down to. They do not. It's always in They common. do not read. They 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 want to listen or they just want to talk, but they do not want to read 
or they do not want to like find the answer for people that actually did the writing either. It's weird. It's really weird. And it's like, why do y'all have more access to this stuff than, than we do? But yet, yeah, no, just no. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Before we go, before we actually get to the wrestling, Wimbayama, man. Vin oh, Wimbayama. My <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Bro. Um, now, Rich, <laughs> I had heard about Victor Wimayama. Wee wee? He's stupid. I had heard about him about two years ago. There was, you know, like, you know, Chet's a year older. Chet just, went, just, just got drafted. I heard about Chet when he was a senior, you know, he, like, you know, he was number one recruiting in the nation and all that stuff. He's going to Gonzaga. I'm like, why the fuck are you going to Gonzaga? And then it's like, I see Chet. I'm like, oh, well, Chet looks like Chet. So I see why Chet went to Gonzaga. But, um, it should end up at Duke or Kentucky, but whatever. Uh, so maybe eighties Kentucky, but anyway, um, I had heard that like at, you know, youth bat, you know, youth international basketball, I think it was like the under 18 or under 19, can't remember which one, but like there was some dude that was basically Chet, but like just bigger than Chet. And he was a year younger and he kicked Chet's ass. And it was some, it was some Victor dude from France. And it's all I heard. And then like, and then like, you start seeing him and like the legend starts going for me of like the myth of like, wait a second. There's a seven, six, 17 year old or 16 year old, 17 year old. Who's like playing two on two versus Rudy Gobert. And he's giving Rudy Gobert the business until like his teammate misses a, uh, misses a shot. And then Rudy Gobert just like bully balls him and he can't do nothing. Cause he's scrawny. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, okay, look at these skills. That's interesting. And then, like, you see the highlights of his international thing. You're like, yo, this doesn't even look real. Like, is this like, <laughs> like but I'm not going to fall for it and get caught with, like, like, like I got caught with Jan Vesely. I'm just not going to fall for the Euro ball. You're not going to get me with, you're not going to be with Jan Vesely. You're not going to be with Mario Hazonia. I, I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't know. So then he has these games, but then he has these games here. And, like, he somehow has gotten better from what the stuff I saw when on these highlights or whatever else. I'm just like, bro, he looks like six. He looks like seven foot four Kevin Durant. And this must would have been this. This must would have been like when they dropped off like Wilt Chamberlain in like the in high school in like <laughs> Philadelphia. Like it's like, hold on, bro. Like like what what is this, man? Right. What are we supposed to do? Right. Like. You know, what what are we supposed to do when Lou Alcindor shows up? You know, like, you know, you know, I'm six two, you know, like <laughs> like the center, whoever's yeah, guarding yeah, yeah. him. I'm yeah. six two. You know, what I'm supposed to do with him. But this fucking Wimbiyama guy, I'm watching Richard Jefferson break it down. And he's like, This is the best prospect. They got Fran Fashilla on there. Anytime you see Fran Fashilla, you know what like, it is. Yeah. It's like this guy's for real. This is the best prospect since LeBron. But if LeBron and him were in the same draft, he would go number one and LeBron would go number two. Right, which is absurd. <laughs> I love it. Yo, I can't wait. We got one more year to count down to Wimbayama is on. Like, uh, I don't know who's going to get them, but I got a feeling that every team is going to try to give themselves the best opportunity. And they if should. You smell what I'm, if and you smell should. what I'm cooking. Look, man. Uh, and then there's all this other stuff, right? Like, you, you listen to him talking like, oh, he speaks perfect English. And then, like, he's also in this generation where, like, you have, you know, 
social media in like similar to like Tyler Hero and all the other like white guys in the league that like they actually it's not some gigantic culture shock. Like with travel ball and also with um and also with the internet, like it's not the same culture shock of like uh, you know, like Darko coming over here. Right. Or or Dirk coming over here. Anybody else coming over here or even Gobert coming over here. It's like they are used to this. This is what he wanted. You see how he dresses It's like he's ready for this. It seems like he's ready for this. And um, I got to say, like, I remember watching. I remember um, I think I watched LeBron's first game. I'll be watching his first fucking game. We got internet now. I don't know if it's on League Pass or whatever else. I think I think uh, I, I kind of remember the because uh, you know now like at this point like uh, we start like um, like the third week of October on a Tuesday. So I'm assuming that he's his first game's on that second day or maybe it's on the first. We'll see. But like October seventeenth, eighteenth, two thousand twenty-three, I will be watching. I don't uh, look. I will be watching. I don't know where he's gonna be playing or none of that shit. I will be tuned in. Yeah, man. Um. <clears throat> It's 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 only gonna get crazier, crazier for women. Young when you, when you start seeing you know dudes missing multiple weeks for hangnails, and um you know all of a sudden they ain't going on West Coast road trips. Yep. You know you start seeing dudes getting pulled for for mysterious DMP. Uh, the the worst is when whatever. you start seeing look when you start seeing these buyer and seller trades when some of these teams like that were like you know the 18th best team in the league or whatever else. And all of a sudden it, it gets to, it gets before the fucking all-star break. Not even wait till the trade deadline for the all-star break and already shipping, you know, some dude is going to be, to be the, you know, an all-star or whatever else, ship his ass out, change but, teams, become all and still on the all-star team. What That's going to happen. Probably when you start seeing niggas get G league call-ups in January and, and playing heavy minutes, and they not the good G leaguers. <laughs> they not the good G leaguers. That happened last year, rich. The Thunder did that last year. They were putting out like dudes that, that weren't having 26 a game in the G League. They putting in their scrubs in the G League to come up to help tank to get shit. Boy, or Palo. Um, you know, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna get real nasty out here. Um, but yeah, speaking of real nasty, it got real nasty in the AEW locker room. Um, with Andrade and Sammy Guevara. Um, so. <laughs> a couple minutes before Dynamite starts, um, they had uh, a story broke on TMZ, which came from, uh, or it doesn't matter where it came from yet, but mm-hmm. um, like we basically got the story from uh, TMZ where it was like uh, TMZ basically said uh, sources tell us the words were exchanged and then things turned physical. Sammy allegedly pushed Andrade and threw a punch at him, and then Andrade landed a punch as well. Um, and you know, and then there are sources are adamant that this altercation was not part of an AEW storyline. All that stuff breaks immediately as Dynamite goes on the air. Everyone's on Twitter up in arms. Um, you know, they, all they have is this story to go by. People are like, "What's going on?" They do an interview with uh, Jericho Appreciation Society uh, early into the show, like within the first 20 minutes. Uh, Sammy get, comes on screen, whole crowd like boos like really hard. Twitter's going insane at this point. Sammy has no marks on him um, at this point. So I was like, something's up. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just kind of like put that. I took that to the side. Uh, Sammy gets like, we'll, we'll cover it when we do the show review. Sammy 
ends up wrestling main event wins the main event people go insane because they're worked by whatever they think they're saying but um i ended up getting a message um from <laughs> a reporter who or i don't know if he calls himself a reporter but i i ended up someone getting, that uh, breaks news occasionally yeah someone that breaks news and uh i was informed of the story that would come out later on like by that morning uh, which was the entire locker room disagrees with what TMZ reported because everyone else pretty much saw what happened. And uh, let's just say that that TMZ report may have come from somebody that was in it. And then when you think about who appeared on the show, that TMZ report didn't seem like it made much sense. <laughs> So um, this is, uh, you know, we essentially get the report from Meltzer the next day. Uh, He's like, you know, he got the story from from multiple people that was, you know, the exact same thing. Uh, Basically, from the Observer, he wrote version of story they heard that he would personally trust is that the altercation was Andrade attacked Sammy with no warning, landed two punches, and it was quickly broken up. Guevara wasn't injured at all. He had no marks on his face and wrestled in the main event later that night. He wasn't punished because he was attacked and didn't fight back, but it was broken up immediately. There was another version which kind of said Andrade spun Sammy around by the arm, which led to Sammy shoving him in retaliation. You know, we talked about that personal space earlier with Jordan Poole and Andrade landed two punches before it was broken up. This person said that Andrade started it. Sammy shouldn't have shoved him, but he was just reacting to being attacked. And uh, Jericho ended up pushing that Guevara shouldn't be punished because he didn't throw a punch in re- retaliation. Uh, this all stemmed from an interview that Andrade did last week. Uh, it was a Spanish language interview. It may have been with Hugo Savinovich, if I'm not sure, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it was a Spanish language interview. And he basically started talking about uh, uh, he basically started talking about. Uh, like like different people, um, mm-hmm. you know, that he didn't have an issue with. He was like, you know, CM Punk, Bucks, Kenny Omega, stuff. yeah, they they all treat me well. Da da da. He said, um, the the one thing you know that I had a had a problem with was you know a guy. Oh, I will mention his name, and it was Sammy Guevara, and. Uh, he said I had a problem with him. He went into the locker room and said I hit him very hard. It's wrestling, da da da. Um, you know, just hit me back, da da da. Um, and he basically, you know, like, and the key to all this was uh, it. This started a Twitter war with Sammy and Andrade, led them to exchanging tweets. Obviously, Sammy got brought up in an interview. Sammy went back at him pretty hard. Um, basically calling him a jobber, said he's a favor hire, basically for Ric Flair, different stuff like that. And, you know, they it essentially it essentially got to the point where Drive was like, well, I'm going to see you or whatever. These guys were kind of told Tuesday night uh, that they're 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 not there's going to be no fighting and, you know, no one's getting released if they fight or anything like that. So a lot of people like, you know, when when I was seeing all this and all this shit, I was like, well, the only thing this could be is Andrade trying to get fired. Like this was my logical conclusion. Um, but the, you know, this whole thing like just spiraled out of control. And I was like, how does this happen? Like, how do you make sure that either that you get these guys in a room together and, and you basically hash it out there, or if it's so bad, you keep them completely separated. Like, how does this happen? But um, this whole thing was like, 
this was all over uh, Twitter. This was like, this just really brings the worst out of, out of a lot of people. This did not look good for promotion once again. And, you know, more news that just for some it's overshadowing the, um, you know, the, the actual show, but it is really at points too. Um, but this is like, you know, once again, like guys <laughs> are going to fight in wrestling. It's going to happen. Um, but this was, uh, this is a, it just seems to be a lot, but you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with it. Andrade possibly is suspended. Like he was sent home, but obviously Sammy wasn't, I uh, don't know if Sammy's, you know, not facing any type of uh, punishment going forward, but um, you know, I, you know, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's weird on this one. Like, you know, it's, it's a lot of people taking sides. So, uh, and of course, Sammy's not getting the benefit of the doubt from anybody at this point, because this isn't his first um, situation w- with somebody. Like, obviously we had the Eddie Kingston, uh, before, uh, with, you know, something that may or may not like have been said or cleared. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, you know, I don't, what do you think about all this, James? Um, I, I'm 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 kind of tired of this stuff, kind of like getting out or whatever else. Like, you know, in in, in I kind of mostly on, on the front end when Andrade's you know um, says this thing about Sammy about he about Sammy complained that he hit him too hard and Andrade's response was or feeling was like, well, then just hit me back. Like it's pro wrestling. I kind of mostly agree with that. I don't agree with Andrade putting it out there. Right. And Um, they just had all these meetings about not putting shit out there. Right. 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 And I know, I know there's probably someone that's like just listening to us talk about Draymond Green. He was like, well, what about like whoever the asshole was that put out that video of, of him decking um, Jordan Poole? And I was like, Draymond didn't release that. (laughs) Yeah. There, there's that part, and also it's like I, I'm not. I I wish that that didn't necessarily come out on either that video, right? Like, like like I mentioned, like people have scraps. It is what it is. In in these weird, awkward, not nothing else. This workplace is not really a workplace type of situations. Um, like when it comes to like something like uh, you know, um, sexual misconduct, it is a workplace. As far as when it comes to something like physical contact based off a disagreement and getting heated in exchange of and then like you were athlete actors or whatever else or athletes or pro athletes like i can see i i think that it'd be unhuman it'd be inhumane not inhumane it would be like ridiculous for us to pretend like these people don't thump eventually right but um yeah i just uh and then you know sammy's response was like childish and ridiculous so it's only adding more fuel to the fire and then like you throw out the the part where like maybe maybe dream or not dream oh my God, maybe andrade was trying to get out of his deal i i don't know because like you know he just got ruching he just got dragging lee in seemingly uh i don't know um but you know it's it's just a weird situation between two people that like I think are both valuable wrestlers to AEW. And like, I just wish this shit would stop happening. Cause like, I'm tired. Like 
it's gonna happen or whatever else, but like it just seems like this locker room like just don't know how to act ever since like a NXT years came over. It, it's like like they can't hand, like it's like they've never experienced like wrestling or interacting with people they just don't like haven't known on the on like worked with for like five years before they got to this point, and it's weird. And like maybe it's a situation where like NXT's come over and they feel like this is minor league stuff because they watch their stuff and like these are a lot of dudes just doing you know stuff that's kind of like I wouldn't say untrained but like unpolished and then like they're like bro we don't give a, people don't give a fuck about that shit like Regal had y'all going out there coming out of that front roll into a fighting stance for no fucking reason <laughs> just because that was drilled into you does not mean that like these people were beneath you. Um so I'm sure there's a lot of that that's coming into all this stuff, but then it's like, well, then what the fuck is this thing? With, but like, then what the fuck is this thing with beforehand with like Kingston and and Guevara? Because like Kingston wasn't there, <laughs> wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. over there. Like, there's just a lot of stuff going on, and it's like, I think a lot of people are probably, or, you know, just you know, presuming because like it seems like there's a common denominator with like there's two things with Sammy. Let's just say Sammy, the same thing where people were like, "All right, this happened with CM Punk in WWE. This happened with CM Punk in AEW. So it must be that he is now officially the asshole or whatever else." And like, therefore, like they're trying to like pretend like CM Punk never was wrong, was never uh, right about what was going on in WWE back then. It's always like this all along wrong con and like he's always been an asshole and like maybe he was always an asshole but he look man like we we saw them we saw what uh, Doctor Amon said like this man, like no so um maybe he he did exaggerate but no uh but like getting back to the Sammy thing is like because a lot of people feel he was wrong in this in the Kingston thing that he has to be wrong about the Andrade thing and also like up to this point Andrade had a has a pretty like clean um obviously like reputation as far as locker room stuff like obviously with with, with uh triple a or whatever else or even cmll there was always this this talk of like he treated he, he, he you know he presented himself and thought highly of himself which is like well yeah <laughs> but <laughs> but uh but outside of that like everybody has, has always fucking talked about him like he's like just a great locker room person so um, for this to for this to now happen is like people are remembering like that track record and like thinking like well that track record must is still must be impeccable I'm like man nah man it's just it's just a, it's just a reputation and sometimes the reputation changes and this is going this is now people are going to look at this and if anything else pop up and then they'll turn on or not turn on but they'll be like hey, remember this shit with Sammy maybe Sammy wasn't ever or whatever comes out like it's always these running things that people are doing and people have these agendas and and camps or whatever else and. Or whatever the, like, the Sammy Guevara needs to be thrown from the promotion camp. I think that's know. absurd. I think they, they were um, they, they were in full force uh, on. I, um, I, 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 think the thing with, I think the thing with Sammy is people don't necessarily like Sammy um, or or think he has much to offer outside of like the good wrestling matches. So like they they, they don't have like that much of emotional attachment to them put up with like whatever is keeps whatever drama is uh, is surrounding him. I don't even gonna say is involving him. I'm gonna say it's surrounding him at this point. So. Um, I can see why people are just annoyed and be like, be gone with it. But nah, man, dude's valuable. Um, do I think he's ever going to be like, you know, AEW champion? Fuck no, but whatever. Um, but like, he's still someone that like, they can, they can put on a, put on a marquee or in a match and people will not tune out because they've done the work with him and he's shown that like, he's a good ass wrestler. So like, I don't, 
you know, I wouldn't just throw that away unless it turns into something um, more pro- problematic than, than like people wanting to whoop his ass. Because that seems to be the case. People just yeah. whoop his ass backstage. It's been it's only two, but it's been the case. And like, gotta say, like somebody getting their ass, somebody uh, wanting to whoop your ass for an employer, like. I I don't know. Like I think I'd be more concerned with people that like are out here whooping the ass. But whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, the the question kind of becomes like, what should like what should be done with Andrade at this point? Like if 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 it's a case where he's uh suspended, we know he wants to go back to WWE. He basically in that same interview kind of gave away the game on the tampering, like of going through the the um, the wife. Or, or the girlfriend, uh, basically, like, there's, like, him, there's Matthew. Oh, wait, aren't they married now? I believe they are, but you know, I, the other ones, I don't know if, I believe Buddy Matthews is not married. So, okay. uh, I, w- I was basically adding him, okay, Malachi Black, and, and Buddy Matthews. Like, these are said to be, like, the three people that want to go. Um, mm-hmm. Alvarez is saying, like, you know, the number is kind of overblown, but it's like those three for sure are trying to, you know, they, w- they would like to go back to WWE if possible. There was some timing that had to do with Legato Del Fantasma last week that all made this kind of kind of funny when Andrade was trying to pull all this stuff. Um, but it's like, what do you do with this guy at this point? Because, like, you know, you know, if it's me, you know, I feel like if these guys don't want to be there, get them out. Like, but you know, I also understand it's a it's a wrestling war. You don't want to just hand someone directly over. Da 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 da. Um, I don't know if it's a uh, it's a pay you and, and sit your ass home. Uh, you know, until you know either like you're spending for X amount of time or you know I I, I don't know what the answer is here, but uh, whatever has to happen on this. I think this is where you got to kind of draw a line in the sand and say, you know, all right, this is how we're going to handle this going forward. Because obviously you don't want your whole roster being like, yo, I would like to be released. So I don't know. Like, you know, it's a it's a weird situation. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know this has been going on all fucking year. Like even with the MJF shit, like and the MJF did his interview today. And then like, I, you know, he's always in character. So, but like him doing the whole thing of like, if people that said I was unprofessional, I don't care. And then, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, bro. Like this shit's not going to, this shit's not going to be cute five years from now. It's not. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, it, it, it's a weird situation. Like, if they're going to keep Sammy on TV, I think it's kind of already our answer. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of interesting. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people wanting a lot of things to be done to the wrestlers, or um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not there on that. Um, we've got someone to comment. If I was TK, I would release Andrade and sue him. I, I, I would not do that Sue because <laughs> because like at the end of the day, like TK's priorities, I would think, would be a lot bigger than to focus on Andrade in that way. Because like if you're a billionaire, like what do you really gain out of that? Like the, we're still talking about the power dynamic. And also like what are, we, what are we what are we suing him for? Contract I, I, conduct detrimental to team, right? Or like, roster? I don't, like there's. 
you know, there's a, the whole tampering thing, but like I, I would imagine that's not something AEW wants to open because. But that, well, but but you don't tamper. You don't. You don't sue people for tampering. Uh, the talent you sue the other company for tampering with your talent. Yeah, I I don't know what the, what, what what it would be. So, oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, he's fucking, right, he's fucking with us. All right, um, but. Uh yeah, he's a Andrade. He's just he's like you know. Tony Khan shouldn't stop until that man's living on the street. <laughs> God, <laughs> God damn, damn. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know what Tony should do, but whatever the whatever he does, you know, it, everyone's watching on this one because it's like if there are more people that either want to get out, they'll know. You know, like I can't like think of people that have like, and I think I heard uh, Dave maybe talk about this. Like he's seen a lot of things from guys that were trying to get released or get fired. Actually, starting a fight is not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> this would be a, a new thing. So, mm. yeah, and it's it's funny because like they had one of the best matches of the year uh, in this company, like back in March. It's just weird, man. I don't know, maybe, I, who knows what it, you know, wants to be back in WWE, has his wife there, maybe, you know, if he's there, he sees the competition, people are getting pushed, he's like, fuck that, I was better than them next team, I was fucking that shit, I can come over here and get myself a push, I don't know, man, um, but, I don't know, like, I don't think they've used him great, but I don't think they've used him poorly either, um, and then, like when he has matches, his matches have been killer uh, for the most part. So I, I, I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know what the answer. I don't think he's necessarily gotten over at at some superstar level or or any level that would signify him as a loss if he wasn't there yeah. or anything. Yeah. But like, that's like the least of my concerns. Honestly, it's like, are you gonna be a nuisance or malcontent? That's kind of like what I would be worried about, but. Um, but, but here's the thing, though, when it comes to people talking about the malcontent thing, right? Like, the system is built to have malcontents. People, but people don't think of it in those terms, right? Like, so perfect example, right? Um, I remember, I remember first hearing about this when it came to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I forgot what this is like the year when, the years ago when, like. Like the Super Bowl, like maybe like around the Super Bowl years and like uh, two, uh, 2008 or whatever else, when they had like, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, Adrian Wilson, um, what was the name? Um, Calais Campbell, a bunch of dudes that were like going about to get big money on their second deals, right? Mm-hmm. And like the whole idea was like, well, they have a team that was like they can, you know, stay together, but like, their young core, like they're gonna have to inevitably lose a couple people because they drafted too well. Like you think of like the you know the 2012 Thunder, they fucking drafted too well, so right. one of them had to go, and <laughs> they let a fucking future MVP walk, right? A future Hall of Famer, first Hall of Famer leave, and like you look at the Warriors singers, like they drafted Jordan Poole, uh, they 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 smartly you know flipped um. You know, flip to get Andrew Wiggins, and he still got Clay and Draymond and Steph, and like one of the three have to go between Draymond and and um, Pool and and Wiggins. Like the system is built to 
is booked for a malcontent. Like someone's going to look at that at that game of you know of the uh, what do you call it the um, the zero sum game of time, attention, <coughs> presentation, all of that. Look at um, the musical chairs and see that oh shit, like I'm the person that they're probably not going to have that second, third, or fourth chair for when I'm the one guy left out, and they're gonna resp- going to act human. Like, the system is built for, like, if you do this successfully, there's going to be malcontents. Hell, if you do it poorly, you're still going to have malcontents because they'll be like, this shit sucks. Why can't I be on? Your shit sucks too, my guy. <laughs> but even, but in, like, but in, but in the case of, like, you know, let's say stardom, right? We're talking about this. If Momo Watanabe was fucking furious and wanted to, and wanted to go somewhere, I can see that. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world. She's 22, and she is, like, just in the middle of the mid card right now. When she was the she was a, a ace candidate three years ago, she's like I didn't get worse. Like, right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't like, know if that's it. That, but like, you know, I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing like enough, so obviously maybe it's not a perfect example. But you know, it's like there is a lot of reasons for like people like humanly be like I'm doing well or I'm doing well relative to what's around me. Why not me? You know. Um, and then you throw in the part where, like, you know, he was at another place before, and you know, he has that connection. He's his his wife is there. I could see, you know, him might want to ruffle some pe- some feathers or whatever else. I don't know, but like all of this stuff of why you're a Malcolm is like, yeah, man, like it's a hierarchy. That's how that shit goes. It sucks. Like in successful or otherwise, when they're when it's like in this kind of game. Eventually, outside of you know the initial the initial thing of like you know we're all great we're all friends but I'm just happy that I just got hired or whatever else it's like all right what about some people that just got that got they're happy they got hired like and they want to you know spread their rings and show what their their value like to the rest of the world like Alan Angels left he had a contract for him like there that's that stuff like people want more disease more if you will right but this ain't no this ain't no championship like this ain't going for no banner. Like, this is, like, to put on a TV show. So, yeah, I can see how this stuff keeps happening. I just wish, like, we would learn less about it. Or they could, like, keep it together. Or we would learn from it. Their priorities (laughs) on, like, look, man, like, I'm not the booker. Like, I I don't need to take this out on on these other people because, like, they're getting fucked with just like I'm getting fucked with. Yeah. um, So, you know, there will be more of these. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But, so, great show from AW. Uh, <laughs> by the way, more wrestling shows, huh? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah, you know, the AW third anniversary show. Uh, heavy focus and presence of Ring of Honor all over this thing. Um no elite still. I'm starting to get anxious and furious. Uh, the Canada shows next week. Uh, and that's, you know, another one is like, uh, what's, what's going on here? But they opened up in Washington, D.C., which was where Dynamite emanated from three years ago. From an aesthetic standpoint, uh, they were in the basketball arena three years ago. This was a very small. This was the very small D.C. arena. It gets loud in there. It, they had a great crowd. Uh, but, you know, just looking at it, it's like, man, this is like a 3000 seat building. Like, it, and it just doesn't look like you've, you're going up rather than quote unquote down. I know they were in our, uh, Arthur Ashe the other week, but, um, this was, uh, this is an awesome show. This was like, we got killer matches up and down this thing. Uh, national scissoring day. They got to do that <laughs> again, <laughs> like the next time. Uh, but yeah, we, we started with, uh, MJF and Willer Yuta, and this was just like a phenomenal wrestling match. MJF's in the best shape I've ever seen him in. Um, this was a, a lot of like great uh, just wrestling back and forth. Um, Yuta frustrating MJF. <clears throat> um, MJF like, you know, doing like the the backbreakers, like, uh, you know, the, into a gut gut wrench slam back, backbreaker. There was like a lot of great, great moves, and um, I was really into this match. So um, still, you know, Looking at MJF, this is the first time that, that he's uh, been in the ring since. So uh, this one was a good showing for him. He ended up getting a win, uh, basically with an enhanced version of his arm bar. Uh, I could watch these two wrestle tons and tons of times. Uh, of course, these guys have an extensive history on the independence, and uh, this was you know kind of like the first introduction to the national audience uh, with this one and. Strong win for MJF as he's like charging towards the championship. Yeah, so um, like what I saw, I didn't watch this show. I skimmed through it or scrubbed through it and saw uh, key moments and see you know finishes and whatnot and results and um, kind of saw you know angles or storylines that are putting at play uh, to move the car forward to the next shows going forward. But uh, yeah, like what I saw, can't wait to go back and watch this match. It looked fun. Um, saw that they tease the. Um, the second rope power driver and somehow you escaped and end up um, turning into an avalanche um, hurricanrana. Um, then there was some, you know, the finish involving um, or post-match finish where like, uh, well, let's just get to the finish. Like MJF <clears throat> slaps on the Fujiwara armbar, I think calls assault of the earth. And then like, couldn't get the tap. So then he basically uh, transitions in, uh, basically gets a higher leverage or a more uh, um, dangerous or whatever, painful leverage point, ends up getting like a, I guess, a, a tap out. Then um, Yuta tries to shake, wants to shake his hand. Um, MJF doesn't know what to do. And then Moriarty attacks from behind and it doesn't like MJF is actually uh, pleased by that, that in person, you know, the firm gets involved. Um, you have, uh, Stokely shows up with the ring. Um, yeah, so like, what what do you make of all this? 
So uh, I don't know exactly like what they were going for on this one, but they hit, did the whole handshake thing, and Regal was like uh, <clears throat> jumping in, put his put his knucks on, and got in the ring. And it's like old ass William Regal was coming out with the, with that, and MJF's like kind of cowering off. But um, I don't know if this was like a test well, of waters Regal for him. Is to- like way bigger than him. True, and he but- has a weapon, and I he's mean- still a heel. I guess, but um, I I don't know if they were testing the waters for a face turn uh, here. MJ was getting cheered like crazy at every building at this point. I think fighting it is, especially when you don't have the CM Punk storyline to like whatever you were going to do, they had planned out, which they probably... Oh, and when CM anticip- Punk comes back, oh, they are not going to be cheering uh, CM Punk for uh, for MJF. Uh, right. or, and booing MJF, it will be, it will be the opposite. Right. So um, could this be something to test the waters? It, it's something to watch for sure. I didn't really get a strong feeling mm-hmm. that, hey, this is what was happening either way. Um, but they um, from there, like, you know, they were they were they did a stare down and it was I guess it was just like two generations of villains uh, looking at each other. So they did a uh, video package basically showing about Danielson and uh, or the team Daniel Bryan. Uh, taking on Jericho and Guevara. Um, they did a backstage segment with Jericho appreciates in society saying Garcia is their family, but he's lost his way. Jericho called him a rebellious child, but tonight lessons are going to be taught. Lessons will be learned. And then uh, Sammy Guevara popped his head in after thunderous booze. Um, so, you know, get worked. Uh, we had Darby Allen and Jay Lethal next here. And this was, you know, from MJF to Darby or from MJF to Sammy to Darby. Uh, Darby basically uh, gets a win over Lethal here. This was okay. Um, This was uh, like uh, Darby ended up getting a win with that uh, package uh, thing he does. I forget the name. The Last Supper. The Last Supper. That's it. Um, And once again, we had Darby wanting to shake uh, Lethal's hand after this. uh, Lethal reluctantly gives in shakes his hand much to the dismay of Satnam Singh and um, Sanjay Dutt. So there was a lot of code of honor being adhered to uh, here. So um, from there, we got an embassy video package with Prince Nada reintroducing us to Gates of Agony, Brian Cage, who's been picking up wins on Dark. Uh, I started like, you know, thinking they had announced earlier in the day or the Tuesday before that he would except Wardlow's uh, open challenge. And I was like, yes. And boy, we got this match. Wardlow and Brian Cage, four stars. Boy, Wardlow running up the ropes, uh, basically being Jeff Hart, doing Jeff Hardy's moveset, doing the whisper in the winds. Uh, Brian Cage shows up back to TV with a point to prove, like, I shouldn't be off fucking TV uh, because all he does is, like, awesome shit. Uh this ruled go out of your way to watch this you like big dudes doing flips this was ropw power moves flips let's get it going loved it um, look at the chat <laughs> hoopers yes <laughs> no i even like oh, lethal did a mayu iwatani bump uh lethal did a did a top row dragon screw into a figure four shades of mina shirakawa <laughs> This is this is this is hilarious. <laughs> For like, I can't even imagine like a, a grown man doing a Mayu Iwatani dump or bump because that sounds like someone just broke their neck. Just, just flat, just straight up. <laughs> like what? 
uh, is it per- is he in? Did he have surgery yet or no? <laughs> but uh, this was excellent. Um, okay, Warlow ended up giving him the uh, Powerbomb Symphony, and this was this was really good. Definitely check this out. Um, then uh, Toe Leone and Khan came out, Gates of Agony. They were trying to attack Warlow until Samoa Joe made the save. They were out number four, two, until FTR's music hit. FTR got a big reaction here. He did a face-off, um, essentially, and FTR basically set up a tag match with Gates of Agony for Battle of the Belts, I believe. Um, so FTR got booked, brother. So... Britt Baker as, was as back. Once, as they once tweeted before many years ago, complaining works. So uh, Britt Baker was backstage. Uh, she basically told fans, Soraya is not going to be wrestling in AEW. The doctors won't clear her. This is a flashing line that Soraya is cleared. Um, <laughs> so um, he said they need to ship her off, and this is her house now. And, you know, she did her old shit. But we got a trios woman match with Tony Storm, Athena, and Willow Nightingale. James. Are you a fan of this trio? Yes, I am. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just going to move on. Yes, I am. And I'm going to move on. Yes. <laughs> they were being managed by Soraya. Um, and they took on Jamie Hayter, Serena Deeb, and Penelope Ford. Uh, and uh, Kip Sabian, Britt Baker, and Rebel were at ringside uh, cheering them on. Uh, this was also a solid match here. Uh, this was you know, Storm and Deeb pairing off, Athena and Ford. Uh, Penelope before has been solid in her return. Um, and then this all like allowed Willow Nightingale to kind of shine, and she got uh, got the pin, and uh, she ended up hitting like a Docker bomb uh, on Penelope Ford. And this one was, you know, um, from there, like that kind of led to like a post-match uh, uh, thing where Britt Baker kind of squared off with Soraya. They got into a brawl, so she actually did something physical. Uh, and, you know, they basically retreated. Rebel got wiped out. Soraya gave her like a super kick. Uh, she was wearing Chuck Taylors. Uh, and this, this was like a way better <laughs> week, I would say, than last week. week yeah. yeah, they they didn't mention any of that other shit and just yeah. moving, moving right, right along here. So, um, Backstage, we had uh, Shivani with Roosh and Jose Deer's assistant in Private Party. Uh, they basically played video evidence of Private Party not being there for them in a couple of previous times. Uh, Jose and Roosh said, tonight, either y'all going to be there or we'll take you to court. Or as we know, Matt Hardy's been contract tampering with you. Uh, this is excellent. I I pop for all these contract tampering stories. Um, so after that, we got a national scissoring day. And this was an all-time talking segment on Dynamite. Um, this was... <laughs> it was so funny because Bowens is a really great promo, and I didn't know this. Uh, he was awesome. Max was awesome. Uh, and they were just, uh, you know, like, Bowens came up first. He ran through the claims credentials, said AEW now stands for the acclaimed every Wednesday. Uh, he called himself the Sultan of Scissor, you know, I because mean, he's a baseball player, you know, back in the day. So the scissor, slot, yeah. Yeah. yeah scissoring so, is, so, real quick, just circle back uh, to acclaimed every Wednesday. Um, is, that a, is that what they're going to call it when, like, 
Like, would Kenny would the elite end up in a- in WWE after this fiasco? Like, is that what they're going to call it? Because they can't call it all elite wrestling when they ain't there. That'd be fucking stupid. Claimed every Wednesday. I, I think there are going to be people making signs uh, w- with that on it. So, Bolton's called himself the Sultan of Scissor. Says scissoring is a handshake and a sign of friendship. They're on a podium <laughs> during all this shit. To the acclaim or a team, and we're, we're not just thrown together like Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Uh, Daddy Ass oh then God. said, This is a Swerve's house, this is Daddy Ass's house. He gave Bowens and Caster a pair of golden scissors he got from City Hall. Caster said, It's now your service to turn to your left and right and offer, offer a scissor of peace to your neighbor. Uh, Mass Caster said, uh, He talked about his father being on the Washington football t- uh, team years ago and they achieved greatness. So I wasn't alive then, but you know, my dad, like, this is a really cool thing. He was like, uh, Just when the acclaim, uh, they, they achieved greatness, just like the acclaim did when we won the belts. He said, This nation is divided, but there's no red and blue. It's all about wearing pink. And they did a, this is, a, we're going to do the first ever bipartisan scissor. Right as it was going to happen. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. Wouldn't that be purple? I, I I'm not one with the colors. Uh, purple, purple I, makes but no. Okay, so I know I know you. Yeah, he says about wearing color. pink because uh, okay, 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 because they're in blue and I'm, it's about pink yeah, and coming yeah. together. It's like that's not what that's not what blue and red makes. <laughs> but, okay, go ahead. I, I'm in no way doing it justice. This is these guys were excellent. Okay, shit. okay, um, but right as it was going to happen. Whose house Swerve comes out? People are furious. Swerve has his—he's just looking like the biggest hater of all time. Uh, excellent facials in this. Everyone has stolen them for memes already. Uh, he basically said, you know, he ran down the acclaim. He said, y'all, y'all shouldn't even be the champions. Y'all should be giving giving those belts to Billy Gunn. He's the reason, uh, you know, that they lost the title. Uh, Swerve basically challenged Billy Gunn for next week, so we're gonna get, get Swerve versus Billy Gunn. Uh, he's gonna walk the dog on this on this old guy. Swerve then pulled out, out a literal rock and said, "Rock beats scissors." Uh, then all of a sudden, uh, Mark Sterling came out uh, with some papers. He said uh, he he covered you know he told Swerve that paper covers rock essentially, and you know he has the the lawyer shit. He said, uh, you know, I've been telling people uh, for months that Swerve Strickland ain't shit, essentially. And uh, the acclaim, you know, you guys need me in your fight versus him. He basically wanted to scissor with everybody, but they whooped his ass and gave him the, the scissor crotch joint. Uh, Billy Gunn accepted Swerve's challenge and then they did the scissor and everyone lost their mind for this. This was this was a great. Like, I don't normally like these long-ass segments, but th- this was long, but this was effective as hell. And people were going fucking nuts for this. Like the claim is like they're over on another fucking level right now. I I don't I don't get it, but you know, they <laughs> like it's, but they're they're delivering like right now. Like and can't take it away from them. But after that, we got a uh, Dark Order video package. They were talking about uh Friday's the anniversary of Brody Lee's last match. They're gonna have a trios oh, tag wow. match with Death Triangle, and it's going to be Silver Reynolds and 10. Um, yeah, after that, they set up Madison Rain and Sky Blue against Anna Jay and Tay Mello. And they both cut pretty bad promos on each other. I believe the Sky Blue and Rain combo were talking about how 
the other ones couldn't wrestle. The other ones are saying the other ones don't have charisma. So, like, I'm sure, like, Jericho was, like, sitting there, like, what are y'all doing? Um, th- this doesn't really help, you know, coach. Like, <laughs> so um, after that, they got uh, Hangman Page versus Roosh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anna J said that people had no charisma. Correct. Okay, just just want to make sure I heard that right. But um, after that, we had Heyman Page and Roosh chop the shit out of each other. Like like these dudes just beating the shit out of each other. Uh, this was awesome. This was a real solid TV match, and with Heyman Page getting a strong win going into um, his uh, uh, little mini program with Mox and. Uh, Roosh looked great in this match and uh, has become recently Roosh is all elite now. So uh, he, do, he does a clean job, uh, loses on a buckshot lariat to the hangman. So I, I don't know how Tony Khan convinced uh, Roosh to start doing clean jobs, but some, something. He may, you know, he's, he's taking that Court Bauer juice or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you know, scrubbing through this, I liked what I saw. I can't wait to watch it. Yep. <clears throat> After that, we had Private Party coming to the ring, basically from earlier. But Moxley came out, uh, just shook his head, no, uh, like y'all ain't about to do this. Um, yes, Roosh is having a better run than Andrade, I would say. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think y'all remember. Like, I don't know. Uh, like, I I think that the top end of the Andrade stuff smokes what we've seen with Roosh. Uh, but like, cause there's nothing that, uh, and Roosh has had that touches that like trios match with, not trios, three way match with Darby and Guevara or like the match he had with pack. Like, no, I think, I think Roosh has like a better depth uh, of matches, like for sure. Like in, you know, that the three way match, like, you know, there's a lot of there's two dudes in there bumping their ass off in that one, like and it ain't Andrade, like so, like uh, like you know I'll give you the the, the Pac and and uh, Andrade match, but after that, like I, I think Roosh is just is stacking them up, and I'm not even no fan of Roosh like that, like <laughs> yeah, he's having he's having good matches, he's having bangers. I'm not I'm not knocking that, just but I I think that people are I think that if you pull up the cage match, you'd be surprised. So we had um, Mox. He said uh, he wants a fresh Hangman Page in 13 days. He'd been waiting for three years uh, for this between him and Page. Uh, they've each beaten just about everyone else in AEW except each other. Mox said there's going to be one last man standing. He's going to show up in his hometown arena where he was born, essentially, and choke Page out till he turns blue. Say so he respects Page, but when the bell rings, he respects no one. And he went to leave, but Page like basically called him back. Uh, he said, "He said, hey man, you're a sweet kid with like a lot of kids around here. Your mouth gets you in trouble, and so I'm gonna let you off the hook this, oh just, my just this once." And then, um, like Paige was essentially saying, um, he Paige got one line. He was like, "Yo, like essentially, like you you came out here, so like like what's up? Essentially, like if if you've been waiting for for this for three years, what, what you waiting for? Let's get to it." And um, <clears throat> their match will be in two weeks. So Moxley leaves, and so Paige wanted like Moxie to beat him up after he just had a hard match to make to make Moxie like an asshole. Okay, yep. great. 
So after that, um, Tony Schiavone is congratulating Willow. She says she's on a roll. She's going to challenge Jay for the TBS title. Um, she said, then uh, Willow said, what if she's the one in 38 and one? Luchasaurus then destroyed Fuego del Sol. Um, <laughs> fucked him up. Burning hammer. Choke slam. Uh, Jungle Boy then came out with a chair. Uh, hit Luchasaurus on the floor. Uh, Christian held him back. And Jungle Boy said he's his best friend. Broke his heart, but he's going to break your fingers, arms, hands, piece by piece. So he breaks Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy said picks the time and place. Uh, but he, you know he'll be ready, and then you know Christian was like, "We're gonna do this shit in Toronto, Canada," and I don't think Jungle Boy is gonna get cheered. So I don't know what the strategy is on that, but Christian, you know, if he's out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> questions on that one. I don't know. After- after that, um, essentially, you know, we got the rundowns for for all the all the other cards that they did. But we got the main event: Orange World Champion Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, like Sex Guys, defeating Team Daniel Bryan. Um, and this was like a Sammy Guevara like <laughs> a fuck you game from Sammy Guevara. Like, hey man, y'all move if you want, but like he, he, I think he went crazy in this match. Um, Garcia looked awesome. Like they were, I think Jericho and and um, Brian kind of like played the background in this, and um, yeah, and a lot of the match close fresh especially was those two in the match, and then like Danielson and Jericho were like you know it's like almost like a Japanese tag match where they're just like you know fighting around the outside while those two are you know having to twist and turns and trying to stop the other person from like breaking breaking up you know pinfalls and stuff. Yep. So I, mean, I think Jericho had a lion salt. Uh, Garcia was no selling some chops. Uh, there was Spanish flies stuff. There was like trying to yeah, suplex Sammy yeah. off the top rope, hitting a backflip and shit. Like, I, yeah, I saw Guevara giving um, giving Danielson a you know in ring or on the on the mat like Spanish fly. Um, uh, Jericho gave Danielson <clears> a uh, a vertical suplex uh, through the announce table. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they were, you know, scrapping on the outside, too, I saw. Guevara had a shooting star press on the knees of Daniel Garcia, and then Garcia put him in the Dragon Tamer. Uh, then Aubrey was checking on uh, Sammy Guevara. Jericho stole, stole him with the ROH belt, and then Sammy Guevara gets the pin. Um, a terrible uh, finish. Yeah, it, it was it was a letdown a little bit, but I popped for 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 Sammy winning. <laughs> so I was, and so for me, like like I said, I have not watched this show in its entirety. I just scrubbed through to see like key moments in, like I'm watching the end. Of, I'm watching that vertical suplex. I'm like, okay, this is about a wrap. Okay, well, let's see vertical suplex. Like, okay, Jericho's probably gonna make a play, and I see that Garcia has his modified Scorpion Deathlock on. And, like, I see that, you know, Sammy is supposed to be, like, trying to make it to the ropes or he's supposed to be dead to the rights, but like, dead to rights in the, ring, in the middle of the ring. But, like, Garcia keeps inching closer and closer towards, like, the ropes. And I'm like, right. Not Guevara, Garcia. And I was like, oh, this is about to be some bullshit. 
And then, like, they show the camera angle, Jericho comes in and, and love taps him with the fucking belt and drops. And I was like, oh, God. And then I, I see I see the, the pinfall after the roll-up. And I was like, one, two. And I was like, no. Three. And I was like, eh. And I was on the phone with you as I was scrolling through this thing. And I was like, you heard me for, like, like I let out an ill, yell out, yell out ill for, like, I don't know, what was that, 40 seconds? Like, ew. Just, just a terrible... This this is a disgusting finish. I was like, bro, this is not 1994. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this shit was so cheap, so, so cheap. And so, like, I then I thought I was thinking of, okay, what's the what's the booking for this? Like, um, you know, Jericho and um, I'm sorry. Once Guevara came back and entered himself into JSA, him and Guevara made were making face with each other, um, on a subtle type of thing. And then, like, obviously, like, they just had this match where they had to close the stretch. Like, they protected Garcia with the uh, with the belt shot. Like, I could see those two having a match um, at, you know, full gear or something. Uh, and I quite frankly think, like, them two having a program with each other, Guevara and Garcia, is good for both of them right now. Uh, uh, especially because it also ties into, like, the undercurrent of Jericho and Danielson. Um, so, yeah, like, I think that all works. Um, and like, if Garcia gets the win back, gets the win after the game protected, I'll say that's a great story. If not, I'm going to be like, ew, because <laughs> that was just disgusting to watch. I, I, uh, this is gross. This is nasty. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what my thoughts were watching that. Uh, that belt shot. This is a lame ass belt shot. He got beat. Uh, yeah. They hold Sammy Guevara up on on their shoulders yeah, to, yeah, to close the broadcast, too. which brought me much pleasure. Well, you told me the kind of booze he was getting all day, oh and then the, and then you told me they and then they I were saw so them lifting him on up. I was, I was like, and you told me they you know lift him up after that, and then I saw it. I was like, oh my god, that had to be awful. Like the booze had to be bad. I can't wait to watch this show. It was it was, it was great. <laughs> um, but uh, so the comments, uh, it really feels this is from Black Saber Jr. It really feels like Jericho doesn't want to fight Garcia. Like, obviously, he still is, but he wants him in jazz. Uh, James Brown, why I like that y'all keep it real about Sammy being a hooper for real. Uh, well, well, yeah, like Sammy's there's no I'm point well in lying. The, if I didn't like I'm, him, I just didn't say I didn't like him. I'm well on the record of being a Sammy Guevara guy. Um, and uh, Storytelling is so good. Black Saber Jr. Jericho doing that Tam Nakano storytelling. He'd have um, to he had to tell me what he means by that. I'm 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 I I don't know. Yeah. Um <laughs> James Brown Wild said if that was ninety four nasty, I need y'all on here to to see Dax winning with a backslide on Rampage. <laughs> Are you serious, what? bro? Look, 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 look. Winning with basic roll-ups is not an issue, right? Like, we watch Fuki Diff, you know, win with, with O'Connor rolls. We watch, um, you know, we watch Kaguma win with, you know, basically schoolboys, right? We're bridging over the top, right? Um, so, so it's not an issue. Uh, you know, the Maestro, Cradles, all that kind of stuff. That's fine. Flash finishes are fine. I just need to, it just depends on the context. I need to see the context of the match. So I, I, so I, you know, it's unfair, and also I don't know who you wrestled. Who do you wrestle yeah. on Rampage? Uh, I think it was Gates Vagney, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> he got uh, he got on there. He be one of the muscle bound goons with the facts like oh, oh the Bret Hart is they, they ain't flexible, you know. Um, so Black Saber Junior said. Uh, 
Sammy got his shit rocked in a dub in the main event. Jeff Jarrett from Nessar, the year nominee. Nero <laughs> <Ontario> Negro. <laughs> I'm not a semi merchant, but it was funny as hell. Wow. Black Sabre Jr. and Nakano storytelling equals facials, storytelling, and emotions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I got I, I to check that out. As yeah. far as the the gates of agony, dag shit, but yeah, I'm, um, I'm 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 now down, or I'm I'm behind on three rampages. Like I think the first one or one from three weeks ago, I was like, I'm just not watching it. But like I might have to catch the last two. Yeah, um, Battle of the Bells. I heard it was a great Pac and Trent uh, mash, and um, besides that. I, I don't think either of these shows really did really well in the ratings, so they've got to. I saw Battle of Bells with that with that Caleb like, Baldwin three hundred seventeen thousand. Finally, like finally, and I, I don't even know the rate. I don't even know the demo, but like finally, after after Caleb was wrong, it, fucking wrong for years and years and years. Finally, at eleven o'clock on a Friday fucking night. He was. He finally got the rain that he predicted from what the original dynamite was gonna be. He said three hundred thousand. Sick, sick. And and now he gets upset. And now he acts like he ain't saying the shit or like I'm being low class or whatever else for bringing up that he was wrong as fuck. Hey, bro, you were outrageously wrong. We told you. Live with it. Live with it. Own it. Embrace it. Pack went back to back. Um. So he did a trios match and then defend the title right after um, between Rampage and Battle of the Belts. So uh, I was I saw a lot of people that were really, really impressed with that. I was like, so sure he did that shit last year. <laughs> you got to keep in mind, it's America. You're not really used to seeing people have great matches back to back like that. Like the most you really get is like Bret Hart or Daniel Bryan yeah. at WrestleMania's at the beginning of the show and the end of shows. It's not, yeah. you know, like the idea of someone's gonna go out there and have a four and three quarter star match, and then and then go, uh, you know, twenty five minutes later go out there, go do another, basically like that. That we don't really ask people to do that over here. We just don't. <laughs> we should. Um. <laughs> people are capable. People are capable. We just we don't really ask for those. We don't ask people to become a legend in one night. <laughs> we need more legends. <laughs> we do. So, we need more heroes. So it's time to jump over to WWE Extreme oh, Rules man. 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. So I, I watched this show Sunday. I was like minutes behind you as yeah. we were watching it. Yeah. And it was like. Um, I managed to be unspoiled on most of this stuff, I think, while watching it. So it wasn't like some, you know. Um, jaded thing or whatever else or already knowing the results and the shit in the results like you know start a lot of stardom watchers or whatever but uh yeah uh i thought you know i thought it was a fine show i didn't think it was necessarily good i didn't think it was bad i thought it was fine i thought it was all right yeah um, all right yeah opening match brawling brutes versus Imperium, and I'm gonna say it Absolute right now. Absolute banger. Walter and Sheamus, or Gunther and Sheamus, yep. is one of the best rivalries in WWE history. Yeah, match for match. Yeah, these guys, anytime they get in the ring, any combo, always goes off. I don't know what's gotten into um, Sheamus this year, 
but and not even just this year, like last year as well. Like mm-hmm. cause remember when him and Riddle were and McIntyre, it was like, yo, what if he just like <laughs> just decided to beat the shit out of people? Like it, it'll work. All right, it, it's it's almost as like they made him wrestle, you know, like this standard babyface style or this traditional style. And like he wasn't, and that wasn't, you know, it had varying levels of success or not success, depending on how you feel about Sheamus at different times throughout his run. And then like he was like, "Hey man, like, what if like you, y'all just let me wrestle like motherfuckers do in the Never Division to an extent? Obviously, I was still working slow, a little pace or whatever. But like, just let me go out here and we just club me, find me and another dude about, about my size. We just club each other." And, like, somebody allowed him to green light that. Maybe it was, like, the idea that if he does that, then, like, he won't bump on his neck because he has, you know, bad spine at this point. Um, and, like, the trade-off was made, and this is where we are now. Because, like, he obviously he always worked stiff, but, like, he wasn't just out here just in absolute wars. Or not absolute wars, but wars, like, or, you know, like this four years ago. He wasn't. And, like, you know... He's always had value to the company, whether it was, you know, the him, the bar thing was was great at the time. Um, and what he's been done the last two years in the ring. So I just, um, it's, it is weird that, like, all of a sudden, like, he's, like, this has happened for him or whatever else. And, like, you have to, you start to start looking around and start questioning, like, you know, I'm sure you saw the NXT, some of those NXT matches where people are beating the shit out of each other, Right. You know, Finn Balor gets a fucking broken jaw and on takeover match, and they go another like fifteen minutes after that or twenty minutes after that. But like, it's almost it's almost as if like you know, they Vince was like just like kept away from his shit all of a sudden, and like he was able to like just do the stuff that he probably could have always done. And lo and behold, like he's been a great wrestler the last two years. I don't know, man. It's kind of weird because like. Is it <laughs> how old is he now? Forty four. Forty four. Is is this the beginning of the Tomohiro Ishii run for Sheamus? <laughs> he's on. He's at a certain level, and also he just changed his style, and then he just takes the fuck off. Is is this where we're at now? Speaking of that, uh, Black Sabre Jr. says Sheamus and Walter are doing gentrified, never open weight championship matches, and then getting them over. Who would have thought? That's kind um, of what they are. Kind of but um yeah this match this ruled uh, i'm going four and a half on this um i loved it I, it was this was a unhinged uh trios match no tags just just people beating the fuck out of each other and it was this was good old white on white violence in, in this match and this was just like but, yeah man but 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 it's 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 <laughs> But it's white on white vinyls with culture because it's actually all them Europeans. <laughs> right, right. There was shillelaghs being used, and I've never even heard of a shillelagh before WWE. But oh, there, there were man. there were gentlemen out there, you know, you know, with the Nazi culture, you know, that would <laughs> that was bringing that into this, like you know, the the Imperium stuff. So you know, it's a lot of shillelaghs you know, are Irish, but okay, there's a lot going on. Well, well the, the shillelaghs uh, belong to Seamus. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you had had Butch in there and Ridge Hollins just just running around yeah. like a chicken with his head cut off. You yeah. know, there's clear, they, they, one look, clearly not the same as the others, look, but they they clearly were like, "Hey, bro, you gonna let you come out here and do a couple things, and then you get the fuck out the way." Uh, but uh, yeah, um, 
I like this. I like this match. I gave it four stars. Um, Ruffians it's just, in this it's match. Just the, the thing for me was they did. Um, they put so many of these story lines, these story beats of, you know, it felt like a. It felt like a. For me, at times, like an amateurish attempt at a old Shields match, where it's like Hills get strength in numbers, they take people off the table, sets up comebacks for other people, and then there's other times for uh, you know people because basically like they took Shamus off the table quick with a big move off the bar thing, and then they end up taking out and then they end up taking out um, Rich Holland, which left Dunn to go out there to fight for forever, and then that right before they put took him out, Sheamus rises up like he's brought Bronze or not Bronze but uh, Brock Lesnar in one a multi man match, and then he uh, they, they comes back, and then they end up making a save um, that you know after you know it, going through all much is like it was just like beat by beat so much like tropey WWE ta- faction match or whatever else um, that it kind of got in the way of them just like you know could have possibly just you know. I think they could have done more creatively, but uh, whatever. Still a great match. Uh, I don't give it four flat stars. Um, super fun match. Um, one of my favorite matches in WWE this year that I've seen. So James, after that, we know what the next match oh, was. God. The SmackDown Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey defeats Liv Morgan. I don't have the Zoom camera on, but I'll just lean forward into the camera. This is the day that you would think I would be happy about this, right? Like, well, you know, Liv Morgan lost. When did she ever win? This has been a geek from day one. I told people Liv Morgan would never win. Back in February. This is one of the weakest presented champions of all time. And this is a company that just had Big E win the championship last year. Yep. This woman won on a fluke cash-in where she almost lost <laughs> the match. They were co- she completely presented her only as a fucking joke. She took, and only one because, like, as she was about to lose, she took advantage of the, uh, the champion's injury at, that was sustained in the middle of her defense from just minutes prior. Yeah. They had another match with them at SummerSlam, yeah. which they were afraid to give Liv Morgan offense, and she won off of referee stupidity. Right, when and... she taps out like, before <laughs> Ronda Rousey actually gets pinned. Yes. Fuck out of here. Oh. So I can't even say that like Rama got pinned because like she got fucked. She got she got hold out of what she was owed. Right. I didn't even mean yeah. to rhyme, but it just happened, yeah. Right. Uh, I believe she may have defended the title against uh Shayna Baszler. Uh, and you know, this that was one of those, oh, we can't take it right off of you. Because then it'll expose that we really didn't give a fuck. This was nothing more than one of those Nikki Cross. Carmella midsummer title reigns with the women's division they like to do to try to throw someone a bone. Um, this was um, this match was absolutely horrible. It was dreadful, by the way. Uh, before we get to to that, but um, yeah, man, I, I I can't really be too happy about you know another Liv Morgan loss because I've been calling them all year. This has all been losing, whether it's in kayfabe or not. I know what a winner is presented like. This person was not presented like a winner at any point. Um, 
you know, stop. I'm glad the charity has come to a cease. We have stopped the foolishness, the cap, um, you know, the, uh, the the painting on the the tears coming to the ring. Let's go. Let's move on. Let's let's move the game forward now. Uh, how much we don't have to do this much longer a- anymore, right, James? I don't know because like they're doing some weird storyline where like she's having she seems like she's about to have some type of mental break. I don't know. Um, so after after they you know they it's one of those matches like has to especially suck because like the match isn't. I wouldn't say the match is awful, but the match wasn't good, but it was like very physical and like having a match is very physical and painful and it's not good. And the crowd's not reacting has to fucking suck. Um, like it, it, it can't, it can't be too, it can't be too different from like, you know, you go out and during the pandemic lockdown era and like, you got to go out there and have a match and there's no like crowd to get you that nervous energy of and shoot you with that adrenaline because like, you know, you're performing in front of an audience like the audience is there, they're sitting on their hands. You're beating the shit out of each other, and no one's moved at all. Like when they were hitting each other with that bat, it was like you can hear the thudding that off that bat. Horrible. That shit, it looks it looked horrible, but it looked like it hurt at the same time. And then and also, like the the the, the, the belt, the belt stuff. Yeah, yes, yeah, so the yes, the chair shots were visible. Like the the belt stuff with the black belt, where like Ron is whipping her with the belt. I you can see the marks howl. on her. You can see the marks all over uh, Liv. That looked painful. Um, and then, you know, Liv hits, like, the, the Hogan, uh, you know, the the 90s NWO Hogan-esque, like, chair shots that are, like, what's what's the point of even grabbing a chair if you're just going to do that? Like, you got to do something more um, convincing. Um, they, had, they had the chair um, fall out the corner when they were kind of going for some, like, backstabber thing. Yeah. They were going the for corner. a backstabber, backstabber, and then basically, <laughs> like, uh, basically just going to, like, catapult her not catapult her but like launch her from there from that position into the chair and then it fell out and then they had to you tried to do it again and then they realized it was nothing and then they did it one one more or a second time and then like they just decided like well just take just shoulder the post which triple h would have said no to because triple h like never takes a post because he's like <laughs> he had no depth perception for taking the post going through those turnbuckles. but anyway um you could just see Liv's soul die when that chair fell too it was just like <laughs> Damn. It was funny when you said it, but then I watched it. I was like, it's not as bad as you made it out to be. <laughs> but it was funny. Um, and then, and then but, the, but the part that really sucked, uh, obviously, you know, you have the, um, we mentioned the the chair part. We mentioned, um, or the chair strikes or whatever else. But the part that really sucked was like them getting to the finish where like <laughs> they're, Ronda is clearly like going for a some type of I think a triangle arm bar, then transitions to a triangle choke, and then Liv was supposed to like, depending on what it was, either basically lift up for a power bomb or lift up for a gosh lift, which one? And I believe Ronda was supposed to while she was at the top at the apex, it was supposed to transition to whatever she was supposed to get to, but Ronda's bigger than Liv. And like they, and I don't know if they practiced or thought it through, but like Liv just had no chance of getting her up, and they just sat there forever. And like while still attached, and so Ronda has to like scramble to come up and think of you know in her mind like what's the next, what's the thing I can get to while I'm literally on my head. She's literally like on her head, like trying to come up with what she's gonna get to. And they eventually went to like only thing I can explain is like, bro. Ronda it looked Ra- like it looked like it was a um like a 
Like she went out on a choke due to like the arm being a lever. It's almost almost similar to like a tri- like a Konami's triangle answer, except not at all. And and, and and then the commentary called it something about it, some type of arm move. It's like, well, then why the fuck did she go out then? You didn't explain this well. They Bro. didn't cover for it at all. It was it was bad. It was bad. And they were they were stuck like that for like 20, 30, 40, 50 seconds. It felt like eternity. Bro, Ronda Rousey basically defeated her with what Liv Morgan's entire title reign was. Ass. Like she, she just sat on her face. That's what it looked like. And, and, and apparently, you know, Liv Morgan, they had to protect Liv Morgan for what reason? I don't know from tapping out. She quote unquote fades with a smile on her face. Uh, because <laughs> what? Why are we protecting Liv Morgan at all? Ronda Rousey should have just cut through her like a knife through butter and be the fuck done with it end this fucking charade stop the cap i i'm done i i've I've watched this and and i and i've waited and and i've told them at every step uh what the fuck it looked like and and what exactly it was and they didn't listen and now they're dealing with it and they gotta cry just like Liv morgan they gotta cry cry about it bitch like ronda rousey said (laughs) So, fuck. To quote Ronda Rousey. So, um, then, I don't know if you saw this, like, backstage interview, but there's a backstage interview where someone wants to check on Liv and see how she's doing after the loss. And they're, they're in the guts of the, uh, they're in the guts of the arena, of course. So, like, they go to look for, to find her, and then they, they, the camera pans over, and, like, she's in, like, a dark corner, like, in, <laughs> like, like, crouched down, and, like, she's, like, she looks like Mick Foley. She looks she almost looks, like belligerent. Like yeah, God. yeah, she looks belligerent, and she's smiling, she has the crazed eyes, and I was like, oh, she had a psychotic break because she was losing and they're going to turn her into the the crazy chick. And I'm like, okay, like I've had enough of this, like cute woman becomes crazy trick trope or crazy chick trope in WWE in the last like decade. Like we had that with AJ Lee. We had that Alexa Bliss. Now at this point, like twice. Now we're about to have Man, her. It seems like you're, there's an archetype oh. here, James. And I haven't liked none of them. Like <laughs> none of them. Good yeah. fucking god! Yeah, and like, whatever, man. Whatever. Trash. Absolute trash. I hope she has fun in a in a, in a firefly costume. Jesus Christ! Oh God! Oh man! But wouldn't that be piss off people because people wanted to be Alexa or whatever else after they, you know, especially when Alexa was a fiend two got, years they, ago. They gonna have to pick a year ago. They, go, they gonna have to scrap it out like they stands. Gonna have to scrap it out, and I'm gonna just sit and watch and tell them they're both dumb. So has Julia Hart asked for her release so she can be a part of the, the Wyatt oh shit or God. no? She's no? not. But um, yeah, people are gonna drive me insane with that one too. I imagine one day. Um, after that, we then got. The strap match between Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. Christ. I'll just say this. Free Drew McIntyre. I enjoy Drew McIntyre a lot. They have served that man nothing but shit since, like, the fans came back at WrestleMania in 2021. Um, we're talking about times where he has had to wrestle Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam and shit like that. Um 
fuck. I and then this right here. Um Pross is just there. Not much to say, not really really exciting here. Um it was it was real quiet for 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 Cross on, on his offense. And what it was not the audience being shocked as Corey Graves would lead you to believe. Um they they tried to to get real physical with it and then they just had it was an absolutely baffling finish that helped no one that I was just like, all right, man, is uh you know who booked this? Like, you know, is, is this is this the, the new and fresh vision of Paul Triple H Levesque? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, and uh what's her name got in the ring? Scarlet Scarlet Pepper sprays this man's down. After, sprays this him is down. like her third time getting in McIntyre's face during throughout the whole like ultra pro yeah. pre match in match. Yeah, Which so is like, like, well, then mace him that the fucking start and be done with it. Save us the time. Like, there were no rules anyway, so like... Right. Yeah. Um, this was rather Alright, let's take it from the top. Let's take it from the top. So, the bug in the ring, Drew McIntyre puts on, puts his hand, his hand in the, uh, in the strap collar. Karrion Cross proceeds to not put his hand in the strap collar. Um, at first he's, and he keeps doing it and the ref keeps saying, put the fucking thing on. So we start the match. Don't do it. And then eventually Scarlet gets up, uh, uh, either grabs McIntyre's foot in the corner or gets up on the apron, distracts him. Obviously, um, McIntyre's a fucking moron. He doesn't realize that this is a route. This is a, this is a, distra- a game of distraction. He, you know, whatever professional, pro- professional magi- magician, Pro wrestler making illusions happen doesn't realize it's sleight of hand. Um, in comes Cross, attacks him. They brawl basically all around the the the, the ringside or out the ringside area, up around like the uh, the hundred section, and come back through around the other side, come back into the ring. McIntyre bests him. He throw, he puts he ends up cuffing him into the strap. The bell rings, and then um, then Cross uh, cuts him off by getting. Uh, Drew McIntyre by running him into running his arm that's cuffed into the uh, post. Then Cross at some point like doesn't recognize or realize or efficient way how to like wrap use the uh, the arm that's that he has like tied up between the posts to like use the le- get this get more uh, leather to strap him with his right hand because I guess it's impossible or illegal to strap him with his left hand I don't fucking know uh, but that was a mess and then he then the light bulb went off and he realized the do how to do it the right the other the right way to fir- the second time around uh, they get in the ring McIntyre uh, the crowd's dead at this point then <laughs> that's when you have your, so uh, your boy Graves saying the line about Hey, you know the the violence is so off the charts that like, the crowd has hushed tones. Like, no, this match is boring as fuck. That's why there's hushed tones. Um, McIntyre starts combat. The crowd wakes up, um, and then uh, I, I think there's another uh, point where Scarlet gets involved. But then ultimately at the end, McIntyre is about to win. Scarlet gets up. Scarlet should be should be noted like she is uh, uh she is dressed. It's more similar to like the smoke show stuff when um she was get, she had it so therefore she flaunted it at different points in her career um it stops it uh, in her wrestling journey and like uh she shows up and or she pull, she comes up gets in the way goes face face with McIntyre she pulls out a can of mace maces him Mac you know cross all over McIntyre and then, Mac, and then he hits the the basically like the the running elbow the hidden blade deal that like everybody everybody WWE stills now even though like you know 
Will Ospreay is this broke motherfucker that they say isn't is you know is a no nobody. Like you got you got the cross, you got the fucking um, pin blade there. You got the the Chelsea Green shit that Rollins does his fucking self, which is like oh my god. Anyway, uh, so um, or whatever the hell it is with his like the the neck breaker let go hit the elbow thing that Osprey did. I think it's called called Chelsea Green, whatever. But yeah, so that match sucked, and I and like. There was only one point in the match where I thought it was actually any fun. Was that basically they basically did a <laughs> strong style elbow strike exchange set with a strap, and I, I thought it'd be fucking interesting. I was like, I never really thought anybody would just like descend the pain, just like throw blows with a strap. I never really thought about it. But it's like, why couldn't that have been like four minutes of the match? You got the fuck out of there. Y'all beat the shit out of each other. The crowd was bored. It was it, not it, interesting. It hitting them with the strap, Pro- huh? <sighs> Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I was just like very disappointed, and like you look at you start looking at like these people that like cross for in his, his run in NXT to now, and you see like the list of the people that he has wrestled in big matches, like like from Ciampa to Keith Lee to Balor to Gargano to Cole to Dunn all at once, O'Reilly all at once to Samoa Joe, then he left. Or not left, got sent packing, and then he had the you know um, the match with Minoru Suzuki that was nothing, and then he had that. Ma- I'm not even going to count that match with Harry Smith Jr. at uh, Ric Flair's last match, but I saw that match and it was nothing. And then he you know he's been built up for for months in the middle of Clash of Champions. They let you know that like Cross is going to be there, and there's going to be somebody that like uh, Magneto's going to do it. And then they get to the strap match, and this was also nothing. He- Cross has nothing for y'all. For those that have, there are you know, no hidden is, tricks. There's no hidden tricks. He's not gonna be better. He's out here. He th- went out there and threw some su- the safest suplex I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not saying it's the worst thing in order those safe su- suplex, but like him doing his Brock Lesnar routine doesn't work because he doesn't have the juice like that. He doesn't have the presence like that. He doesn't have the command like that. He's he he's like a baker. Like he doesn't know how to cook. He just knows how to follow instructions. Like this is what you're supposed to do at X Y and Z. And hopefully, like, wrestling is a math equation. I have it figured out. And he goes out there every single time. It is not a fucking math equation. I'm sorry. It's been the case for him for two... Ever since I've seen him since he came to NXT. And, like, he's in there with some of the best wrestlers, like, of this generation. And in the industry. And in the world. And, like, these are the results. He's not good enough. There's something something in between these two... Between his ears that just is not... It doesn't... I don't know, like, it feels almost like if somebody just, like, flip the switch, we on to something, but it's just not there so far, and, like, I, I see, like, I see what everybody else sees as far as the potential tools at play, but I don't think that that switch is ever going to turn on, the same reason why, like, you just can't turn anybody into Tom fucking Brady, so there's something, there's, there's, a, there's a mental component that's just missing or whatever else, and like, if you want to, if you want to, it's WWE, so they'll wait, they'll wait forever to, until it finally happens, or whatever else, or if it does happen, and they'll see, but right now, through the years I've seen of him, it, it, it nah, I'm not going, I'm not holding my breath on it, he's, he's Baron Corbin with better physique. Triple H has hired all these people back, and continues to hire them back after the show, he was the only person that made this card. And this is what we got for it. Moving on, just thought I should note. <clears throat> um, 
after that, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Oh, okay, for who loves this, I thought it was funny and I mentioned it to you. Like, he saw no safe side to a suplex. I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, just absolutely safe. I'm sorry. Just, uh, that's fine. That's fine, right? Just find place to safe suplex. Even Brock Lesnar at times on safe suplex. It's fine. But, like, bro, uh, and this ain't necessarily his fault, but, like, look, man, last week I just saw Julian Tamman in the Grand Prix final. I'm going to fuck about what you're doing with these, with these throws. Like, no. Just no. No. Don't move me. Don't move me. No. Lothero Negro, his shitty version of the Hidden Blade had nothing on it. James Brown Wyo, his Hidden Butter Knife version. Um, <laughs> it's Black Saber Jr. I wonder what happens when Triple H runs out of pops. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I And I hear Raw was not it tonight um, from the timeline. So, so, um, at, so at this point, I was like, hey, man. Bianca, come save me. <laughs> Come save me, Bianca. <laughs> so go ahead, Rich. <laughs> so we got Bianca Belair defending the title against Bailey. I love Bianca's gear. She came out in uh, it was kind of like this white and gold and blue combo. Yep. She had this yep. kind of like a shorts cut of it, so a little bit changed from her normal pants. Um, she's taking on Bailey. Bailey's out there, and they kind of try to work a like. It was almost like obviously it wasn't there wasn't a, it wasn't a high flying ladder match or anything, but it wasn't necessarily one of those. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you ladder matches either. A it was very like, good yet tame. Yeah, it was just like a ladder match. Yeah, it, like a by the book kind of you know. And beyond you know what this, reminds this me of stuff. You, and, do you remember the uh, L.A. Knight Cameron Grimes ladder match uh, from last year? Yeah. It reminds me of that. I think that told a better story of escalation of, of the bumps, but um, it reminds me of that. Of like, we're, look, we're having a ladder match, but we're not gonna like fucking kill ourselves. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Bianca, uh, the the goons run out um, towards the end of this. Uh, she dispatches EO and Dakota like geeks. Gives them yeah. the KOD both the at the same KOD. time. Yeah. Uh, Bailey obviously loses this match. Um, and I'm like, well, the damage control people, like, they got completely, like, fucking killed here, right? <laughs> so, get them out of here. So, like, what we got next for Bianca? So, I don't know. So um, I saw some people were upset that Bianca won, and I gotta say, hey, um, I saw that she's too. the top baby face in this promotion. What the fuck are we crying about now? Like, I... I just think it's the the love for Bailey. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't see it. Uh, She's anymore. a heel. Like, sorry, they they love her still. And fine, I'm like I I was watching the promo package for this. I hate her voice. She's woman Seth Rollins at this point. Oh, we to were me. saying I was saying that months ago or even it's, a year ago. Like it's really yeah, bad. It's, like it's, I I dude, like it's I, not I even a character. I don't find it. Like, I don't char- find it interesting. What, what is the character? It's what is the character? Bad. What what caused it? What is she doing? How is she behaving because of whatever happened to her? It is literally just like go out there and be annoying, right? Just go out there and be annoying. Like okay, yeah. but, but it's but it's also go out there and be annoying. But you have the goodwill of people that like remember when you were fucking awesome. So like right. they'll rock with it because they want to see you do well. It, it, right. Like it's, it's so it's like it's also like partially charity too. Like. Nah, man. No, but it, like, it's too many heels like this in history. This is like fucking Planet Championship, like all all the same shit. Just like I don't want to watch this. Like and and, and she know. had another good match. Like her and Bianca always have good matches. Like outside of like uh, Sasha 
And um, well, I take that back because NXT stuff. I'm not even gonna go into that because obviously it's EO. But like, she um, they they've had like two or three pay per view matches and they're all very good. So like, yeah, I ended up giving this match three and a half stars. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, like this now, like this is um. I forgot what the date of it is, but like they would have won LeBron, Ramon, James, like yeah. a week for this. Like damage control, like Bianca beat them three on one in a, in a ladder match with like none of her friends could come out there because they all got beat up. Uh, like the, the weeks, like the go home show. So yeah, like Bianca's awesome. Um, Bailey I, also at times when she's moving this match, where it feels like she doesn't move like how she used to move. Um, and yeah. I'm still wondering about like is this like this now like the Mia Yim Becky or older Becky Lynch. Um, not older Becky Lynch, like 2000, let's say 17, um, like Becky Lynch uh, era of her career was like, okay, she just, her, it's just like, she has WD, like she has rusty knees, it seems like. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I would say like, hey, I just, it took me a really long time to come back from this ACL recovery. I really don't want to do a fucking ladder match. I mean, yeah. I think that has I think that has a lot to do with like why this match was so quote unquote safe and like whatever they had a good, very good match even while it being safe, but it's like maybe don't ask her to do this. That's kind of stupid. Seeing how it took her that long to come back, like Eo's um, in the group. There's that part too. Use Eo, like, I, but you know she's a goon now. So um, I feel like this group is already like it's been what two months, maybe three. I don't know what more they have. I guess they're going to have to try to put something together for a Survivor Series time. Maybe they'll figure something out. That's what it'll end up being. Yeah. I quit match. Finn Balor and Edge. A snooze <sighs> so, fest for most of this. So I, um, so I, you know, watch, watching the show, just watching it. And notice that, you know, second matches you mentioned, or sorry, third matches you mentioned, um, you have, the strap match, and after the match goes through the whole fucking thing, keep in mind this is, these are no DQ matches. I have to go through the whole fucking rigmarole of the telling the story and the ebbs and the flows and getting the crowd. They're not really getting the crowd, but you get my point. All the stuff they get fucking told they have to do to uh, have a good match. They're just going out there and just having a good match. Um, at the end, Scarlet maces Drew McIntyre, so cross wind. Um, Bianca Bailey, um, they they have the whole match. Um, Oscar and Alexa are not at the show because Damage Girl beat them up. Bailey and Bianca go through a whole fucking match, and then in the third act, out comes Damage Control, and luckily Bianca was able to thwart all that shit. So the next match is Edge. Versus Finn Balor and I quit match and Rich. What did I text you? Or what did I message y'all? Message in the uh, in the thread and I, I was like, what did I say? Uh, or give, give, no, no, give me, just give me a, a, a the, the general uh, thought of it before I like, before the match even the bell even rang. Like, I was gonna oh, watch it. Shit, like like Edge is up next. It was something like, like that, right? It's like oh shit, Edge is up next and like, are they really gonna do? Three straight fucking matches of no DQ matches where like the late hills run in for late yeah. interference, and sure enough, what they go know? out there. They have their they have a match. It's just boring, and then niggas, all of a sudden, niggas it, hitting goddamn sling blades. Do you give up? Like I like bro. It was so like there was one worse. They did the uh, 
runs ram somebody into a chair that's stuck in the corner spot. They actually know how to stick a chair into the corner and it stays there. Good for them. Um, I guess you know. I guess you know all the years of experience in TLC matches teach you how to you know teach you how to stick it in there right as opposed to like just learning that in NXT. I don't know or the PC. Anyway, uh, weapons one of class gets, later in the match gets thrown. So one of them gets thrown in, and then they ask, "Do you do you? I quit." How can he say I quit when he's knocked out because of the drain damage, man? That that, that don't make no sense. So, um, anyway. Match is going. Looks like Edge about to win. Finally, thankfully, getting on with this fucking show. Out comes Judgment Day, which then bring and they start cheating. So out comes Ray to try to even odds. But Ray runs wild. Crowd goes wild for Ray. Ray is a legend. Ray is beloved. Ray whooping uh, ass. D- Dominic, you know, fucks up his own father. Uh, so then, like, they start. They by that point in time, Rhea shows up, handcuffs uh, Edge to the uh, to the ropes. They light his ass up with um with Kendall says it, trying to encourage him to quit. He won't quit for nothing. Um, out, out comes uh, Beth. Beth, you know, makes a save and everything. They eventually cut off Beth, and um, they you know they put her in position to get concerto. Rhea has a chair and says, "Hey, you know, we put you through hell. You, you tough man, blah blah blah. But like this way, you quit. It's over." And um, he gave up. And, you know, it was dramatic. People loved it. I thought that it was, I thought, I thought that like, you know, Edge is a hot angle. I thought that this saved all that stuff. All the run-ins at the end saved the match. Um, and Edge gives up, of course. And, of course, Rhea still drills her with the uh, concerto. Um, and, you know, eventually, you know, we'll see some type of mixed tag match or Beth versus Rhea. But I got to say, when Beth was in there with Rhea, it, I liked what I saw. Um, can, can we get that? Can we get them, uh, can we get them shipped to start them so we can get the match done the right way? But, uh, moving on, like, yeah, I thought, I thought this was, uh, I thought this was a a really good angle, really good storyline, believable and all that stuff with, with the Ray stuff, with Dominic stuff, with the, all the family stuff and the two legends that have the connection to each other. I thought, I really thought like this was, uh, I, I don't know. I thought I thought this got on base. I thought this really got on base. I thought it was really well done. The match stunk until they did all this. Um, it really did, and it was slow. And it was like thirty minutes almost. Um, but like once they got to all that stuff, like it it, it went for me. It worked for me. Yeah, I got Edge. Edge got to stop. He got to stop this. Like yeah. he got to stop yeah. going. You're right. Long as hell. And, and we thought he learned his lesson last pay per view when him and Ray went out there and went short. And they also did all the smoke and mirror stuff, and it went crazy and everything. And like, if this match just goes fifteen minutes, people would love this match so much more. Yeah, it was so it was so long. It was like twenty minutes before anything happened, like of note. Um, I was watching this. And I was like. Yo, Sting fucking delivers on every fucking time. Like, and I was just thinking about he's Sting also at, and Edge. But to be fair, he's asked to do a lot less than Edge is. Yeah. That's bad but booking. Like, that is bad but, booking. But yeah, I was going to say, if Edge can't do it, maybe he should get the message. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah. Like, they are uh, not asking Sting to go out there 30 minutes. And that's for a reason, because old people shouldn't be going out there wrestling that long. Because it's really hard to hold. Like, bro, we talk about this all the time. I don't want to see some of the best wrestlers in the world go 30 minutes. Edge ain't in that stage of his career no more. Yeah. If he was yeah. ever one of the best wrestlers in the world, bell to bell. So, like, figure it out. 
like learn the lesson and i thought they learned the lesson um you know in that tag match and apparently not in like you know like the only thing that saved this thing from being killed by everyone ridiculed by everyone was the the sequences of all the run-ins that's the only thing that saved this Yep. But then again, think about it. Three straight matches on pay per view, late heel interference in the middle of a ma- of DQ matches. Like, bro, sounds th- like that heel guy that <laughs> I warned about. <laughs> Three um, matches in a row. But um, yeah. After that, we had the main event. It was the fight pit? Uh, Daniel Cormier was a special referee. Uh, it was Matt Riddle against Seth Rollins. Um, I don't think they did anything bad in this match. I just was not interested in it. Um, I was watching the video package and I was like, well, he said all this, these awful things about Matt Riddle and how he can't see his family anymore and his children and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, if Matt Riddle doesn't bring his family out, that means Seth is still just right, right? <laughs> like, beating the shit out of him doesn't change what he exposed about Riddle. Like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> family man. Like, non-family man. And, and let's, let's all talk about, like, you know. Like, this is this is so This is such a bad story. This is so bad. Because it, it's like, you're also, like, once you talk about, like, his family problems, like, what, you like, okay, just, you know, just simple conversation. Well, what causes family problems? Right. Oh, why is he still? Why is he still? Why is he still on t- television? You know oh. what I'm saying? Like this is dumb. Yeah, and, and from that, I was just like, I was checked out on this. I was bored, and DC was there, and I was just like, DC looks like late era Carl Winslow at this point, and I was like, cool, DC's there. I don't have anything against DC, but um. I, I didn't really see the point. It was a very good match, <laughs> but like ultimately, you think of what what Seth has brought to the table. For, Shoot style point. Seth Rollins didn't excite me. Right, that's what I'm getting at. Right, like you put him in, you put a guy that you know all arounder slash high former high flyer, and you put him in 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 a in a fight pit with a UFC guy, and like it just didn't work for me, and. This is this like exposed one of those bad habits with Seth Rollins in big matches of uh, uh, like his last few years of like nothing matters in his matches until he does the Falcon Arrow until he does the, the you know superplex he flips over and then gives the Falcon Arrow and like he couldn't do it in the fight pit because the fight pit is too high and like you watch the match and like it's still a very good match I'm giving it three and three quarters I think yeah but, I, I don't want people to think I thought it was bad I was just like I was bored. And I was just right. like, it just wasn't landing right. because I thought the storyline was was awful. Right, right, and th- and then uh, I don't think it was awful, but I think for me it's kind of like it's off putting. Uh, but uh, well, I guess that maybe it's me another way of saying it's awful. I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I uh, then they end up on the top. I remember what was first. Actually, no, I know it was first. Rollins hits a. Uh, he hits a um, curb stomp, and Cormier like doesn't want to count it forever. And I'm like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? 
And then it never gets answered, and like obviously, and then like Melzer goes like, "Well, you know, is that fucking Jack Dempsey, ma- bro? You, I, we're pulling, we're pulling references from from shoot fights, from boxing matches, from before World War Two. What? Anyway, um, they get back, they go to the top, they brawl on the top." Rollins gets, Rollins gets hit with a uh, RKO and he rolls off and falls down. And then Riddle, he does the, he does the senton off the top, which is like, okay, so like this is a one spot match. This is one spot match. And then like Rollins gets the fuck back up. Hit, goes on one of his own, hitting a million like buckle bombs. And then, uh, into the cage or whatever, and then Riddle basically like slaps on a triangle and, and then he taps out. I was like, okay, okay, Sammy Guevara. What is so hard about motherfuckers building a match to the best spot in the match and then just finishing fucking there? Why do you need to kick out and then do something so far less interesting or compelling or gripping or emotionally, you know, into it than what you had? Go home there. Like, if he hits him with a floating bro, breaks his fucking ribs, Riddle's selling it like he broke his ass, broke his tailbone. Um, shout out to Adriana Chechik to, or the other, last couple days after what happened to her. Um, he, he sold like he broke his back in two places. And then, Riddle, Riddle is, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, 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 like he broke his ass. Ronald just gets up after, like, this dude just landed on top of him and then gets him up, throws him around, and then gets choked out because he took out, because Riddle, like, cut off his air supply. Like, that is not, that is not the peak of the match. That is not. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? Yeah. This was just. So. The, the fight pit with the laser lights on it, I was like, man, that, like, they had it looking too pretty in there. Like it, 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 it wasn't. <laughs> it's it not was the too same pretty as, in there for me. It's not the same aesthetic as being in the fucking LA Fitness. Yeah. So, like, uh, so like you know, <clears throat> look, three fight pit matches. All three of them have been very good at the least. I think this was. A, I think this was the worst one of the three. Um, I, I, whatever. But Riddle wins. Walks out. Goes to the top of the stage with DC. DC raises his hand. Lights go out. Out comes Good God. Bray Wyatt. Crowd loses mind. Crowd been waiting for this all night. Um, but at certain points of the show, when they were pissed off at, at certain points, or you know, antsy or whatever else, they started doing Bray Wyatt chants, whatever else. Huge mega pop going nuts from the whole time. They're doing the tease of like the buzzer, the the bunny, the or not the bunny, the the rabbit, whatever the fuck. Um, they, they have a fake fiend. They, they thought it was actually him. They lost their shit. And then they, they all, they're doing all this, like, like I talked about all the sleight of hand stuff, because ultimately they got Riddle and DC off the stage. They are doing all this setup stuff so they can build a, a dimensional portal wall, um, uh, against the backdrop of the entrance ramp, um, uh, do the light show. It looks nice. It looks, it look, I can't even say nice. It looked great. He comes through, they go nuts uh, it's so loud in there that you can't even hear what the fuck he's saying. But like, he takes off this new mask that he has, and he says, "I think I think you couldn't even hear what he said." And he lights off the him. thing. And it was like, bro, they went nuts for this fucking guy. Like, this was this was a this was a fucking 
This was all time pop. This yeah, was all time pop in they reaction. Were, they were going crazy. They were going was, nuts for that dude. And like, remember when he showed up as the fiend in a SummerSlam 2018 or 19? 19. 19. Remember that? Remember yeah. how crazy that was? This smoked that. Like, he got an all time pop. He absolutely did. Absolutely I, did. I ain't look. Uh, I don't you know, know what he did, but <laughs> y'all know where we at on it. Uh, obviously, he has to eventually wrestle someone, and it all always goes wrong there. And, and Brian Danielson is it's not available this time. Not around. to be found. The Shield is not available this time around. And even if the shield were available this time around, the guy that used to do his heavy lifting is no longer with us. Man. Um, yeah. Uh, you can go back to 2013 on One Nation Radio where we gave the game on Bray Wyatt. Um, they've he's, – he's a – if he's convinced this many people that he's this missing link and this star and stuff like that, God bless him. Great worker, great great carny, you know, you know, you know, is hey man, like people, there were people crying on this. Um, there's videos coming out, and God bless them. People were crying. Boy, yes, there's people putting out videos. They were crying and little kids going crazy and stuff like that. And I was just like, I, I, I don't, I don't see it. We don't know these people, do we? No, we don't know these people. Okay, but I'm say, I don't um, know them. Yeah. Um obviously the fiend was horrible. This is like one of the worst things that they ever did. Um yeah. and Sue Williams. Shout out to Sue Williams. Shout out to Sue Williams. I am going to Um and yeah, like, you know, we Do you have it? Uh I can put I can I, I get it. I got it right here. Okay, go ahead. Okay, shout out to my man Sue Williams. So uh if you guys missed worms on the mat, if you guys missed Exploding TVs, the fiend in the hell in a cell, literally getting rid on lit, uh, lit on fire by Randy Orton. The fucking box like structure. I added that one in. <laughs> the black goo on Alexa Bliss. Shout out to suit. He says turning Alexa Bliss into nonce bait. Forgot about him having a child sing to John Cena to cost him a cage match. I forgot about him trying to kill the Miz's child and coming out in a sweater vest. I forgot about the fake final deletion ripoff match with the New Day. I forgot about the Crucix. I forgot about the House of Horrors match. I forgot about him ripping Daniel Bryan's hair out with his hands. I forgot about the swamp fight where Braun Strowman got eaten by cows. I forgot about the toxic Avenger fiend. And there's more. Like, <laughs> did he mention the House of Horrors match? Yes. Okay. Um, it, like it's so it, like his resume is so bad that people don't even remember his debut match in that terrible Inferno match with Kane in 2007, 2013 uh, uh, SummerSlam, which like that's me. Let me know, like, nah, man, it's bullshit. Nope, 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 nope. Not horse. Not gonna nothing. Work. Here. And the few, t- the few, the few and far t- uh, times in between where it actually did work, it was like. Somebody else doing the major lifting in with the Stars Bell Ring or whatever else. Like the dude, like, look, pro wrestling is not solely about in ring performance. Uh, but the dudes like having good matches on pay per view are, are, are few and far fucking between. Um, uh, but ultimately, like the thing with pro wrestling is all the presentation, James. all the spectacle, all of that, whatever else is to build towards a match. And when you have this guy out there that has a, it has like 
I don't know, like has a bad average of if I was like being called up to AAA right now. Like, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Like, I have no belief that this dude is going has figured it out now that he was fired uh, for like two years, whatever else, and now he's back and they're letting him in there now. Like, they're giving him all even more creative, creative, uh, you know, leeway now that triple or Vince is out the way. Like, this is probably going to suck again. And it sucked. Look, for and I know decade. people don't want to hear this. Like the Bray Wyatt fans are extra sensitive in all the comment sections, but bring it to me. I, I challenge you uh, as this goes on three months from now, six months from now, nine months from it's now, another fucking mystery come now. back to the table and we'll be right again. Just as we've always been right on Bray Wyatt. It's another JJ. I'm going to say JJ. Wyatt. It's another JJ Abrams mystery box. Like, <laughs> and, and rich, didn't I say this shit in like 2014? Like it's a mystery box. Like the new thing is like is his enigma, and it's and he's and because he's like he's such a great talker, um, and like these characters that he plays are initially compelling in a way that I can see why people get sucked in on this all the time. They get got every time, right? And Scammed. Like, and like you know, like when the fiends the stuff start happening, right? Like when he got that reaction, like, hey man, whatever, like. Y'all, it's, it's up for look. He's over. Push him, because that's what wrestling is. If you get the fuck over, push that person. So like, once they started fucking up other people's careers involved to, to make it happen, and then like they were like, okay, this is a problem. This is problematic. So they got to figure out something, and they never came up with any any solution except for send his ass home and not pay him. But like with him, it's always a new. It's always thing. all about him. It's always a new thing. In, in that too, but it's, it, and it's, it's never about who he's working with. Yeah, no one ever benefits from no, it. No one, no one, no one goes out into the feud better or worse. Like the one exception just, is me. Daniel Bryan, which was already there, and and is and, and is like the one lone thing that people are so open for. And I gotta say, like, uh, you see any other Daniel Bryans around here? Not in that promotion. Not in that division. <laughs> you want to say Bianca? Fine. Do you think they're going to do Bray Wyatt versus Bianca Belair? I don't. Uh, but, yeah, so what I was saying, the uh, the thing about, like, Mystery Box stuff is, like, it's always this new thing that he has, this new gimmick he's working, right? And then eventually, over time, it gets it turns up fucking shit and, like, or actually pretty quickly you find out this shit and there's nothing left. There's no actual thing on the back end of there that's actually, like, you think it's a carrot on the end, but actually it's nothing. It's just it's you going down that going down that hole, and like they're they're you know they're ready to go down that hole again, and being getting nothing again, and being disappointed. And it's like God got to stop falling for these same tricks, man. I got to stop falling for these same tricks. Like it just, it just keeps happening, keeps happening. So set, you know, whatever, man. Like yeah, if y'all you know you want to yell at us, say we're haters, blah blah blah. Yep, haters, you, know. you hate WWE, you hate Bray Wyatt, da 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 da. Look, Bring it to fine, me. fine, fine. Bring it. Fine. Like, look, it, if he if he ever gets, if he ever figures it out and tells a compelling, coherent uh, story that goes long term, if he ever does, we'll be right here and we will say, hey, he stuck the landing this time. But when It only but, took him over a decade to do it. We'll, we'll like. also say that too. But... <laughs> But 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 if you want to play the you want to play the probabilities on this, chances are, like in the next year, there will be a segment 
where we go over this, it, it will say, why didn't you learn this fucking lesson? Like, what has history shown you? You think it was all Vincent Man that fucked this up? You don't remember these reports about how uh, the John Cena thing was a, was a disaster and John Cena had to tell him no about a million things and to actually try to stick that one? Yeah, this is John Cena who won WrestleMania match in a year with a, with one of the best production teams you can ask for to figure this shit out. And it took a, a, a nearly hurdle here. Uh, so I'm, I can't even say the word uh, here. I can't Herculean. Yes, Herculean kicking my ass, bro. <laughs> they kicked my ass. Like it took that kind of effort to kick to just to just solve that one. So and everything else has been shit. Like where does the feet where does Alexa Bliss tie into this? If it does, I don't know. I don't care. I will hear the reports about this stuff and whatever else. And then on his pay-per-view shows, when he has his matches, whatever else, and they're all squash matches, or they're like, you know, ruining Seth Rollins' career. I'd be like, hey, you see this shit? These are telltale signs. It's bullshit again. And y'all just gonna be wrong. It's gonna be wrong. And it's and it's not like, you know, you don't have the video proof of this shit. Like, that shit with The Miz should have been all you needed to see when kill he came Miz. out there and, like, you know, threatened so to bad. kill I his left, child. I left a watch party. Comes out and he's like, you know, pumping his 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 hips and, and his arms and all this stuff with the belt and everyone in the crowd is looking at each other like, what the fuck is this? And then the Miz comes out there and does his little spin and his yep. little point and all that yep. stuff. I'm like, man, imagine, that imagine the opponents. Uh, imagine who the opponents will be. And I'm not even going to say the name that everyone wants me to say. Well, but I, I said it on Twitter. Like, I'm man. not even gonna do it. Just imagine. Can I do it? Feel free. Look, man. When Cody comes back and they and they and these morons decide, hey, let's put Cody Rhodes with Bray Wyatt, and they go out there and they and they fuck it all up. I, 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 I ain't got nothing to say. Look, I'm all I'm saying is like, hey, I told y'all because, bro. Those are two people that have some of the worst ideas <laughs> <laughs> for 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 what for what it, what they're trying to go over for their characters at times, and they and they get themselves in these situations. And all right, y'all ever like seen Hulk Hogan very... versus? Hey, y'all ever seen Hulk Hogan versus Dungeon of Doom? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Boy, it will be it will be glorious times. Imagine the audio. Imagine it'll be very damaging because like Cody is actually like they did great with him when he was around, and then like they'll just they'll, they'll fuck it all up. They'll just fuck it all up. Top male baby face, and they'll fuck it all up because they, they don't they don't know. All right, uh, so was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Quick, quick thoughts. Uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro had their show um, on Sunday morning. Uh, I watched the whole show. Rich watched the main event. Let's just talk about the main event. What do you think of uh, of of um, um, Shoko Nakajima versus uh, Yuka Sakazaki? I've never seen Yuka Sakazaki look so focused and determined ever in a match. Um, she had this look like she wasn't doing the I, 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 I shit. She wasn't doing like shit. Wasn't the magical girl in the ring. 
Like this was Yuka fucking Sakazaki. Like, yo, you're not better than me. I'm in clear control of all this shit. And I'm just going to dissect you piece by piece. And that's what this match was. Yeah. So, um, I believe this is her third time winning, uh, the princess of princess belt. Um, and you know, she won the, she won this year's princess cup to do it. I uh, think this title shot and like in that final, like she beat the shit out of, uh, Miyu Watanabe, Right. Um, and like she did it in a way that was like, you know, we watched Tokyo Just Pro. We talk about it, like a lot of the wrestlers, like they have their top end wrestlers. Are, they're very fucking good. They're very fucking good. But there's a lack of physical oomph and physicality in some in some of their main event matches. With the exception being me, you kicking your fucking head off or Yuka um, basically like over the years or last few years, like putting on more muscle and then therefore like having being willing to throw blows um so um after she put down Miyu in the final um we kind of see like okay this is a little different in the way she's handling herself in demeanor and then like she got into this match and she was like look i know Miyu's the ace and me and her have been like facing ace but this was an ace life performance for somebody saying i'm getting my fucking belt back and like she kicked she kicked shoku nakajima's ass um, yeah. like she, she was, it was like, I'm look, we're about to say, I'm a little taller than you, but like, you look at us like up close, like there is a noticeable size difference or whatever else. And that size difference being put to use when like me throwing you around into me pounding you. And like, it's up to you, like champion to like come up with something to show the heart of a champion to survive. And, um, they gave, they gave Shoko enough to where you thought, like, maybe she does win when she jumps off for the Senton, but she missed that Senton, and once she missed that Senton, you knew it was over. And, uh, like, when uh, Yuka, you know, she survived that top rope uh, merry-go-round, but once she got her up with the, with the second one on the floor and laid her out and didn't even try to cover and just went straight for the, um, the 450 splash, I was like, now that's a champion. Now that is a champion, like you know, we, like so. Yuka won; she's champion again. Um, very happy for her. Yuka fan, as you can see, got got the Yuka shirt on. Um, Shoko, a lot of people, you know, had issues with her championship reign. I thought, like in the big match that she had, she she her matches were were great. I thought it was another great match. I thought it was a great match to drop the belt off to somebody else. Um, you know, you this is a third. This is Yuka's third run. She was just champion in two thousand twenty one. Um, it, to, to me, it feels a bit like we're, you know, we're, we're getting crowds back. They're allowed to clap now. You, we, you know, when, when you were the champion last time, you kind of got that John Moxley, Sheeta, Mayu Iwatani thing. Let's finally get you, you know, the, the ring we wanted to get you before that couldn't because of the world. Um, and yeah, like I, I thought, I thought that Yuka was great in this match. And like, I want to see more of this in the main event of, of, uh, of Tokyo Joshi Pro um, pay-per-views. Um, now, on the under, uh, like, below, I'm not even going to talk about the tag match. The tag t- tag team match was a fucking mess. Uh, but, like, third from the top, Miyu Watanabe versus, uh, versus Alex Windsor. Miyu Watanabe becomes international princess champion. Very happy. On, you know, me and Rich, like, 
I don't know. I don't know how he would say this, but for me, um, I think about like people that I ir- irrationally like, uh, wrestlers that I irrationally like b- based off of like the amount of times I've seen them. And like, she's way fucking up there. Like people that I've seen less, you know, less than two handfuls of times that I've like, I just think like she is fucking fun and a blast in the aura. She brings energy and like, she fought and uh, she got the the international princess uh, title, and I'm super happy. A unofficial. Let's make a, last year. Let's make official as a uh, a One Nation Radio athlete. Uh, so, uh, Rich, I'm going to send this to you. I want you to put this on the uh, put this on the screen for the fi- for the uh, listeners, the streamers, the watchers. I want you to. I want them to be able to see this. Um, the we have we have officially signed me you Watanabe, but not really to to uh, One Nation Radio as a, uh, as a, for a sponsorship. So there you go, um, me Watanabe, One Nation Radio to the front of the line. Right there, throwing up the set. Yes, yes. So I forgot <laughs> one thing I wanted to throw. So you know, we talk about. W, we talk about you know uh, NBA lore of like people want to say you know untuck Kyrie you know hoodie mellow gang sign John Wall well what about gang sign me watching not be yes yes <laughs> unbeaten yeah yeah uh, but yeah um, general thoughts on the show good show liked it better than Extreme Rules um Really liked the um, really liked the Miu. I'm sorry, uh, Ryu Mizunami versus um, Suzume Suzumi match. Um, and liked the tag match of Ito and um, Ito and, and um, Miu Yamashita versus I've already forgotten who they were wrestling. Uh, but yeah, I thought the match was very good as well. Um, the Aja Kong trios match with Maxine Paler, good comedy match, you know. Masa- the Hyper Masao Mizuki match is, you know, the usual Hyper Masao goofy deaf comedy match. I, I fucking hate those. But, you know, I just always wish that, I, you know, super talented wrestler that she's doing this with was doing something better. And then I wish people that were like an undercard below this bullshit was doing something better. But, you know, this is, is the good and the bad. And you take it all as facts of life with Tokyo Joshi Pro. And that's what it is. But, yeah, I enjoy watching the show for the most part. Yeah, I, I skimmed a couple of things that yeah, the Max and Ajra thing had me dying with both of them going against a small person on each side. Yes. I like the singing and dancing I saw in the beginning. I always made sure to catch that at least. <laughs> yeah, I was watching all of girls doing the same the same song over and over. Yep, love it. You know, <laughs> did they get their roll on this time or no? I I don't think they did. No. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I may not have finished the whole thing though, because I was, you know, skipping through. But um, yeah, so uh, I'm planning to uh, knock that out, the rest of the show out, sometime this week. So uh, yeah, but I think that is the show. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to raise more app you're using to listen this with. Um, as Rich mentions during these shows, um, in the show description of the podcast you can go and um download uh or you can go to our direct feed uh for the show helps us out as far as seo and um the monies if you will or the advertising um monies um and uh be sure to rate us sorry i already said that part uh be sure to check out the other shows on network besides motion radio keeping a strong style the rick and clive wrestling show grown man watch this shit 
uh, the Grave Consequences Podcast, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, Get in the Ring, the Press Slam, and AEW Match Guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.